This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Christmas, everybody! Welcome to the final episode of season two, episode number 20 wow. of the Christmas Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy, Danny Jordan. What up? Chris Sisley coming to us live from Brooklyn. And we have a live studio audience yes. which is joining us via Zoom, which is amazing, to the Christmas Countdown crew. Hello, <laughs> what's up, what's up? Thank you for joining us. They're all waving. I love it. Good podcast hey, material. I love <laughs> I love the two people that are not in frame. It's just empty chairs. That's cool. You know, I, people get it's a busy time of year, Danny. People true. got to wrap presents. They got to put, you know, fruitcakes in the oven. It's that's busy. A fair point. They, they, they may be listening from another room, but we're glad that you're listening. It is all a mere. This is going to come out. What? On the 22nd. So that's three days till Christmas. Oh but even right now, it's the 20th. So we're only five days away. What would you consider it? Is it four days away or five days away? Eric, I feel like you and I are going to be debating about this until we're well into our 70s <laughs> um, as to is it three days? Is it four days? Is it 73? Is it right. 72? I mean, I just like to do math. I mean, technically, I guess you could say four days and however many hours until midnight on the 25th. Sure. But I just think in, it's just more simple to think in terms of numbers. Like when I look at my advent calendar at home, there are five baubles left. You know what I mean? True. Okay. There's still five idea. more doors for everyone to open. So as far as I'm concerned, but you, you didn't open a door this morning. Oh no, we we hung we hung our ornament this morning. It's it's happening. Ooh, we don't do doors. That's fun. Actually, Eric, that reminds me. I thought about this the other day. Do you remember right when we started this season, one of our fans sent in an advent calendar to me, and yeah, the Home Alone one. I know. And I just when we were getting ready this morning. I was like, I, I haven't opened it <laughs> since we got you it. Like, but you should like look slam at this through thing. it and open them all right now. Look at, isn't this the coolest thing ever? It's um, pop-up. It's amazing. It's we, amazing. Wait, I should, are you telling me I should open 20 days worth of Advent on a, pod, just, on a podcast? <laughs> you know what we did with our kids because we just went on vacation for a week? They got to open their Advent calendars like a little bit ahead of time that was going to cover the week that we were gone. So they kind of did that same sort of thing where they just went flying through uh, a bunch of the days on the Advent calendar and they loved it. Dude, I remember that when I was a child or I guess I wasn't a child. It was when I was probably like in my early 20s. Our Advent at home was really cool. It was like a Christmas tree that sat on this pedestal and and then there were these little drawers on the pedestal that had little ornaments that you hang on the tree and the tree itself, like you could wind it up and it would go around. But as I got older, what was fun is because the way it was set up for, for my family was, you know, I have two siblings. So you got every third, every third was yours, right? Oh, that's cool. You know, one, I like that. that's you know, fair. four and so on. So like, if I wasn't living at home, if I didn't come home until like the 14th, baby, I got to like hang like four ornaments. Like it was, it was pretty legit. It was, it was a strategy. It was a strategic move. Um, that's really why I moved out is I just wanted to be able to hang more ornaments at one time, uh, on, yeah, yeah. on my advent. A windfall. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I love mean, that. I'm not messing around, but, uh, but yeah, five days till Christmas from right now, three days from the moment this episode comes out. It's, uh, Ooh. it's wild. How are you feeling? It's exciting. 
You know, I'm feeling uh, well, well, in a little bit of full disclosure, I'm not in the studio today because uh, I just got home from our trip to Chicago and Florida and I'm feeling a little stuffy nose, a little sore throat. So I'm like, eh, let's be careful and not be in the studio and get Danny sick. So I'm I'm recording via um, Zoom here, like all of our friends who have joined us. So but I'm feeling okay, and I'm feeling very emotionally fulfilled because I have to tell you about my trip to Florida and Chicago to see uh, Lisa's family in Florida, and we went to Disney World. We went to this thing called uh, Mickey's Merry, Very Merry Christmas, which is Ooh. this thing where basically Disney World closes at like 6 o'clock, and they kick everybody out, and then there's like a party from 6 to midnight that is a limited number of people can come. So all the wait times for pretty much everything in the park was 10 minutes or less for the most part. Um, and they have little like snack stations all around the park where you can like walk in and they give you a free, you know, cookie and some hot chocolate. They play Christmas music. There's the Christmas parade happens. It was spectacular. And me and my kids and uh, my wife and my in-laws and my brother and sister-in-law and there and my niece, we had the best time at Disney. It was such a good time. And especially, you know, th this is not a Disney podcast, but as we've talked briefly about this, that, you know, there was a little bit of the magic of Disney was getting mm. a little watered down, but this was uh, true Disney magic. So it was great. We had a great time uh, in Florida and seeing family. And then we went to Chicago for my extended family, Danley family Christmas. Yes. Uh, and it was super exciting to see all my like aunts and uncles and cousins and second cousins and second cousins twice removed and you know all these people which was super fun and a lot of them listened to the podcast so that was good they were referencing you know little very minute details that they clearly are, are avid listeners so hello to anybody from my family oh that's cool yes um and it was great you know it was my kids just like had so much fun and also my kids just like rocked it they were so well behaved and they just like were charming to everybody and talked to everybody and they didn't have any kind of like I don't know you. I'm going to be quiet. Like <laughs> Miles, as, as you all have seen Miles, he is a ball of spectacular energy. Oh and he just like came into that party and like from moment one was like singing Christmas carols, telling jokes. It was amazing. Oh, one other thing that we did that was really cool. When we were in Florida, we went to Lisa's grandmother's uh, uh, retirement home and we did a little mini Peterson uh christmas family concert for them oh fun so we just like we put together like 15 songs with karaoke tracks and we sang uh, a bunch of christmas songs for the the residents of the retirement home and miles did two sets of jokes which was pretty Whoa. good <laughs> um it was great it was we had such a good time so i'm happy to be home because we're we'll be home here for the actual christmas day um but it was great to see family and and really get filled up emotionally so yeah sounds incredible you know a couple you know thoughts about that is one i'm a little bummed i didn't get invited to you know perform at the peterson uh family party uh first and foremost should have come all, all the way to chicago yeah i or you no, know Florida, Florida. i are you kidding me miss out on an opportunity to you know run through o'hare which i'm so jealous you know you posted you your wife that? posted the video <laughs> of you guys running through o'hare with the music from home alone i was like oh my gosh you're living my christmas dreams right now do you know wait i have to tell you something about that as we were about to film that we were like thinking like we were about to do it and there was like a worker from an airport worker that was kind of standing by us and she was like you know all those decorations that are up there are from the movie what so when they made them for the movie and then once they filmed it they gave them to the city of chicago and then they put them up every year but those are the ones from the oh movie. my gosh that's incredible cool. now i want to yeah. go there and take one 
That's um, <laughs> and then bring it back and hang it in our studio for for season three. That'd be pretty good. That's my that plan. Would be pretty good. Well, I'm glad that you got to have that awesome family time. You know, obviously, as as our fans know and as I know, you know, family is is everything to you and and to me as well. So, I'm sure your your heart is very full going in. Uh, you know, to this this week of Christmas. You know, I'm having a little bit of a different experience uh, from you, Eric. What's that? So you know. We like to be positive here, right? Like we, we're all about positivity and I've been trying to put a really positive spin in my mind on something and I'm really struggling to put a positive spin on it. So um, we, we, like the big gift that my wife and I are giving to our daughters this Christmas, I ordered it and I ordered it a while ago and it specifically said it'll be here by December 20th. Like I would not have ordered it had it said, anything closer to Christmas. And so yesterday, one day before it's supposed to be delivered, I get an email saying, your item is shipped. It'll be there on December 28th. And I was like, no. are you kidding me? You tell me no. this the day before it's you, you have locked me in now. Like you, if you had sent this email to me a week ago, like you didn't just know yesterday that it wasn't going to yeah. ship until yesterday. You knew a week ago, like you could have told me, sorry, I'm really getting heated right now. Can you tell us what company is the shipper? If you can figure out that, maybe you can call one of those companies and be like, is there any way to expedite this? Or can you give me a more exact time frame of when this is going to be delivered? Yeah. And then you may have more clearer answers. I think so. Here's how it went down. So, you know, a lot of companies will sell their products, not only on their website, but through third party companies like Amazon, right? Sure. Yeah. So yeah. I order this on Amazon. So what I'm guessing it's coming to me from Amazon's fulfillment service because the what I see here in my tracking is it says package arrived at Amazon facility yesterday, uh, and then it departed the Amazon facility yesterday at 7:50 from Lenexa, Kansas. So I looked it up uh, yesterday. I was like, "What's the drive time from Lenexa, Kansas to Los Angeles?" And it's like, it's, it's about, it's just shy of 24 hours. So I was like, oh how do I get a hold of this driver and just say, Hey, can I get you to drive <laughs> through the night? <laughs> I God. thought you were going to say you were going to drive to Kansas and just pick it up yourself. I mean, don't tempt me with a good time. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, at this point I might have to fly out to like Phoenix or, you know, oh. maybe Vegas or something like that. But yeah. I, what are your thoughts? Like, how do I, cause right here's now, what I would do. Right now, I'm putting would, out the vibes. I'm putting out the vibes that like this sure. date is wrong, and uh, yes, it's gonna happen. And it's I'm gonna, gonna get, get that knock on the door, like in you know Christmas vacation, where it's like I'm looking for Clark W. Griswold. Like I'm gonna open the door, and the guy's gonna have the box at like 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve, and he's and he's gonna save Christmas. But if that doesn't happen, what do I do? Oh, I think you have to have a backup plan. Okay, at least in place. And here's what I would say: I would find a similar item okay that now i i get the the idea is that they come out it's ready to play with right i would get a similar item that you would be happy with whether you go to a best buy or a home depot or whatever get the thing pay for it make sure there's a good return policy hmm. wait to see if the one that you ordered arrives if it doesn't you use the one the new one that you got when that one that you ordered arrives you call and you say i'm not paying for this you came after christmas 
And you got to use that voice and shake your fist like that in the air. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a little bit frustrated, but I trust that it's going to work out. And Eric, I, th I think your suggestion, actually my wife and I were already coming up with a contingency plan yesterday. We were looking at target.com, you're there on the app. And it was like, there was one within like a hundred miles of where we live. And so I think right. as soon as we wrap today, I will be jumping in my car and driving off to that city. You're a good dad. Yeah. You're a good dad. You're doing it right. Anyway, that's other than that, though, I will say I'm in a I'm in a very good mood. Um, and, you know, it's the week of Christmas, feeling good. We've got so much to be thankful for. And, you know, one of those things that I'm always so thankful for, Eric, is when our listeners reach out to us and they mm -hmm. share what our show means to them. And what's been really fun is in addition to the listener reviews, we've had all these people who are now subscribing to our show on Apple, on Spotify, and we have people who are even subscribing to our Instagram, Eric, which is like incredible to me. That like Amazing. And, and one of the- yeah. It's a new feature and we already got people. It's, it's incredible. And, and one of the reasons is, is that we have this sweepstakes going on, um, which, oh, I forgot. I'm not, I'm not allowed to call the sweepstakes uh, per, per my folks, an opportunity <laughs> drawing, uh, as it were, um, where if you are supporting us <laughs> on Apple, on Spotify, if you're supporting us on Patreon, if you're subscribing on Instagram, any dollar of support that you are giving us, uh, and we started this back in October and it'll go up through December 23rd. So tomorrow, uh, by end of day tomorrow, any dollar of support that you are giving us, you're going to get an entry into this opportunity drawing for some really cool prizes, right, Eric? Yes. Uh, we have some gift cards to some great uh, places. We have some Christmas countdown show merch. And was there a third thing that we uh, Yeah, probably the coolest of all, which is a personalized letter from us. Personalized letter from Danny and me. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You're welcome. Uh... You're welcome. <laughs> But yeah, so if you're already supporting us, um, you know, and I would say if you're listening on Apple and you're subscribing on Apple, we can't see your names. They just give us a total number of how many people are subscribing. So if you are a subscriber on Apple and Spotify for that matter, just take a screenshot of your subscription and email it to us, uh, Kringle at ChristmasCountdownShow.com. That way we can get you uh, entered. So if you're subscribing, which I think is you know $4.99 a month, that's five entries for every month you've been subscribing. So make sure to send us that screenshot that way we can get you entered um and and let's and danny is it not if it's 4.99 don't they get four entries and then one almost entry <laughs> yes you're gonna get 99 of an entry 99 um, of an entry <laughs> oh my gosh uh which is actually really funny that you bring that up because we have a review coming up here shortly that's sort of is closely related to that way of thinking. Um, so anyway, uh, if you still want to subscribe, you can do that now. Or if you are an existing subscriber, just reach out to us, let us know, so that way we can get your entry in. Uh, and with that, I think we should uh, mosey on down the listener review road. You ready? we got some good ones today, folks. Some really good ones. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, do you want me to start, Danny? Should I do the five golden stars? Yeah, why don't you start with that Great. one, and I'll uh, tee up another one over here. All right, so this uh, is coming from, let's see if I can see who it comes from. Uh, KKane76 uh, responded on Apple Podcasts, which is nice. And they said, five golden stars. They even yeah. put the little music notes so you know that they meant it to be said. <laughs> and they said, these jolly gentlemen, men of merriment and kings of Christmas are a simple delight. I need to start this over because this is epic and I want to use a more epic voice. <laughs> These jolly gentlemen, 
These men of merriment and kings of Christmas are a simple delight. So happy to have found this podcast full of Christmas cheer. Every episode fills me with nostalgia of childhood favorites or gives me new Christmas content to enjoy. When the chaotic hustle and bustle of the holiday season has you feeling more like Scrooge, Christmas Countdown is here to give you that childlike Christmas joy. The greatest of dad jokes presented by Buddy the Elf and the biggest Home Alone fan in the world. Celebrity appearances by Christopher Walken. Or if you're lucky, a a musical performance by Sia. You just can't beat this content during the Christmas season. That is a great review. Oh my god! And thank you for allowing me to use my epic movie trailer voice. That was incredible. I feel like you have to read every (laughs) review like that moving forward. You know, I have a question. This is a total um, tangent, but, you know, that's what we do. So I was watching uh, a commercial for some, like, new little kids, like, Hot Wheels toy. And the commercial was like, and you got to try this. And then the the cars break through the water. Look at this. Amazing ramps. And I was like, when do you think that that, like, tempo of advertising (laughs) to young boys started like i think it's probably the 80s but like who was the first person to say hey we're marketing whatever this toy or cereal or game or whatever to young boys is so we've got to talk like this and everything is said like this you know what i mean it's (laughs) in every single thing that is marketed to young boys it's all that same exact like tempo and timbre and i was like i wonder when that started and if whoever started it felt uh, pretty good that they now no one can market anything to children that are boys without doing that voice you know it makes me think think on that get me no it makes me think of do you remember the the micro machines commercials oh yeah so good where the guy's like if he's like don't say micro machines it's not the real thing like do you remember that yeah it also yes i do voice makes me think of do you remember the game show nick arcade no, it was I, I forget what the host's name was, but like he really talked like this all the time. And he was like and then <laughs> whenever they would like. So the whole format of it, it was like all around like video games. And then but it was sort of like double there in the sense that you could go to like a video game challenge. And you had to like go over to the arcade and like play a game. And OK, that like, sounds vaguely familiar. That's yeah, if you like yeah. if you collect seven coins in 30 seconds or less, you win the points, you know. But every time when they would come back from like the game challenge back to like where they were doing the head to head, he'd be like, we just finished a game challenge. We're going to have more fun today. Like he would always make up a song every single time when they would walk back. And I, I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Um, That's great. Anyway, this is, this is the, uh, the tangential goodness that people love from so much from our show. Uh, all right, so oh. who that came from? Kate Kane, seventy six, right? Yes. Do you think that's supposed to be Candy Kane? Hmm, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You have to reach out to us, Kate Kane, seventy six. Did I tell you, yeah. Eric? So we read a review. I think it was on the last episode, and we had to sort of like edit the person's name <laughs> because it oh, was like yes. not yes, a word. I did see this, and the person who wrote that sent us a dm and was like oh my gosh i am so sorry i didn't create that name like it assigned it to me on apple and i was, was like, like randomly I was generated. Like, I was like why is apple giving people random names like swagger vulgar names b yeah. you know like it's so yeah. wild yeah um but i thought that was so funny all right so thank you k kane uh moving right along uh this next one uh comes to us from monica rose star uh we haven't read this one yet right that doesn't sound familiar right uh no well 
If it is, they're getting two. Uh, it says, it's so nice to sell Labrate Christmas. Um uh, and Monica Rose Star says, I only recently began listening to any podcast in general. Uh, I did a search for Christmas and found this gem. I got up to speed quickly on past episodes. Now I wait anxiously for each new one like a kid at Christmas. LOL. You guys rock. Thank you so much for giving people like me who uh, celebrate Christmas from July on a safe space uh, or safe place to love Christmas without shame. And that's from Monica Rose Star. Hey man, love that. That's a good one. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Monica. This is a safe. This is a safe space for oh, Christmas. It's the safest of spaces for all Christmas obsessed people. Absolutely. Um, all right. Am I reading the one that says "Save the neck for me, Clark"? You better believe it. <laughs> okay, great. All right. This is from uh, C. L. Hester twelve twelve, also through Apple Podcast, uh, and they gave us five golden stars. Five golden stars. Yeah. And they said. <clears throat> The first episode I listened to was best Christmas movie quotes, and I knew instantly I'd found the right podcast for me. You can just tell their love for Christmas and everything this season brings is genuine. The joy this podcast brings me is one of the best gifts I've found this season. Thank you so much for that. C.L. Hester? Clester? No, probably C.L. Hester. Yeah. C.L. Clester. Maybe it's like Charles Lee Hester. Charles Lee Hester, twelve twelve. Part of me was hoping that it was going to be D Hester because I was like, "Oh, is it Dave Hester who I used to work with on Storage Wars?" Um, or is or, was... or is it Devin or is it Devin Hester of the Chicago Bears? That would be amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'd be amazing for you. <laughs> I don't know if it'd be amazing for me. Um, anyway, thank you, uh, thank you, CL Hester. Uh, this next one is is a little bit of a lengthy one. Uh, this is coming to us from Rabbit Hats. Uh, we just got this one a couple days ago, and it's uh, titled "A Holiday Must." And they're gonna set they're gonna set the mood for us here. All right, you ready? They're gonna set the scene. It was Christmas time, twenty twenty one, and I was looking for something festive to listen to while starting my daily routine. Oddly enough, at least to me, I found a few Christmas-themed podcasts that weren't either one-off episodes of other shows or the fascinating yet brief Christmas past, which I adore, but Brian's festive morsels only sharpen my holiday appetite. I stumbled upon Christmas Countdown about 70 entries down the results and was happy to observe that the runtime was in the vicinity of an hour and change. So I threw it on with no expectation and found myself quickly wrapped up in the banter. Side note, Wife and I just finished watching and enjoying Kevin Kadef himself just before this, and I was geeking out in the shower, excited to inform her later that the Patriots-loving schmuck from the brilliant show is, like me, a Yuletide junkie. Uh, While that first season didn't have much of the production sizzle that season two has, thanks Emilio and Chris, uh, it was clear that the show was a labor of love where two good friends could celebrate being Christmas nerds. If people listened, all the better. As each episode went on, it was clear something cool was happening. Cue this November. I'm hopping on a bus ride home, and with the central Illinois weather uh, dipping into the 40s with that patented frozen nostril feeling Eric mentions, I figured I should check on the countdown show I enjoyed from last year. And it was super cool to hear that they've been sponsored a bit, added a fun producer, and gained a real following among an online community. You guys deserve it. The real meat of this podcast is not the countdowns, despite the name. It's the 45 to 60 plus minutes where Eric and Danny are jumping from subject to subject, anecdote to anecdote, laughing at themselves and each other, but all with the giddy joy of the did we just become best friends scene from Step Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) 
or the occasionally candid emotional moments that let us, the listener, into their worlds and hearts uh, via a medium where the endeavor is often extremely challenging. Uh, it's been great to listen to you each recount memories and savor the nostalgia of your own Christmases in the past, sharing the little things that make the holiday what it is. Christmas is not merely decorations and presents. It's a glowing hot coal of emotional stimulus <laughs> that once each year we strive to embrace, remembering the pure joys of childhood, the voices of people who may now be gone, <laughs> the scents and songs and sensations that aren't so easily recalled as we grow old. Uh, Eric and Danny lived that passion to the hilt for a couple months of the year and thankfully set up microphones so we could take part. Uh, I'm beyond rambling now, so I'll conclude with this. <laughs> One, go Bears. Uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is the great football Satan of the modern age, <laughs> and he's only going so hard embracing this uh, Bears-owning thing so as to draw attention away from the fact that his legacy will be that of a playoff choke artist and annual disappointment. Um. You're welcome that I read that. Uh, two, I'm going to mail you guys a copy of my book, Cody the Christmas Tree, which I wrote after the death of my grandmother, uh, who was a holiday keystone of our family. I hope you'll enjoy it. Many of your listeners have mentioned how this time of year can accentuate the absences of those so special to us, and that means a great deal to me that you don't shy away from that heartbreaking aspect of being a grown-up at Christmas. Number three, on your Smells Countdown episode, I was disappointed to hear that neither of you mentioned the scent of Christmas lights. Next year, when you're opening up your light totes, grab a handful of them and bring them right up to your nose. They have a very distinct smell. Instant Christmas for me. Then plug them in and do it again. There's a strange, subtle bit of burning dust or electric hum that gives it another layer. Intoxicating. Anyways, thanks for this wonderful show. Wishing you and yours all the best. Merry Christmas, Christmas Countdown, Andy in Illinois. Wow, Andy, thank you so much. That is a incredibly thoughtful, thought out, and might I say very astute oh my review. Gosh. There were parts of it that were questionable for me. Um, <laughs> namely, that entire paragraph about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to you know go off on a tangent about that one. But uh, yeah, Andy, that was such a phenomenal review. When that came through, I was, I was laughing. I got emotional. I got all, all the feels. Um, so thank you, Andy. Merry Christmas out in Illinois and um, go pack, go. Go bears. Um, I actually wonder where in central Illinois he is. Cause you know, I went to college in Peoria, Illinois. I went to Bradley university, which is in central Illinois. So maybe he's close. Who knows? Uh, but thank you, Andy, for that. That's amazing. Um, all right. This next one, Danny is fun. It's got a great title. Uh, it says is 4.95 stars an option question mark Christmas tree. So they gave us four golden stars but they wanted to give us almost five golden stars eric eric they didn't. can i say something about this real quick yeah. i've been struggling with this one since it came in and here's here's the reason okay 4.95 is so much closer to five than it is to four yeah wouldn't we round up like you round could have up. given us five and then said is 4.95 an option you know, anyway, I'll just, I just, I needed to dragging us down. I just need to Let's get it out of me. Say. Yep. Uh, it's from out loud. Mandy out loud. Mandy says it's 4.95 stars an option. And they, and they say, uh, <clears throat> first off, I must agree with Eric that candles are the best Christmas smells. 
P.S. Bath and Body Works Candle Day Sale is always the first weekend in December, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> Good to know. We put that on your calendars. Uh, my coworker friend who works at Ross Park Mall in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, Danny, you'd love the smell of our mall this time mm. of year. And I listen to you guys on our long commutes to work. She convinced me to listen to you guys. And all I got to say is, wow, from the laughs to the tears, happy tears. You both have definitely put the spirit of Christmas in my heart more than ever this year. Kindness doesn't just stop with each other, but with yourself. And I appreciate Santa, who was on the podcast, touching on that. We always think of others, but sometimes we need to also remember about ourselves this time of year. Your podcast gives me that time to laugh and remember that the spirit of Christmas isn't just in December, but throughout the entire year. Thank you guys and have a Merry Christmas. P.S. I love when you rant off about different subjects, even if it's almost an already an hour into the episode. <laughs> this is true. But I do have to ask, you know, this person, they, I want to know what the 0 0.05, you know, deduction was, you know, I, I'm thinking about like yeah. in the gymnastics where like you got a 0.1 deduction for, you know, you took a slight step back, you know, when you, when you landed, like they didn't say anything that we should be reduced by one five tenths of a star. Right. Come on. Anyway, come on. you know, but I, we do appreciate hey. out loud, Mandy. That was, that was a fantastic review. Yes, thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. You. We're just joshing you. Uh, yes. And and I'm glad to know that our, our loyal Christmas countdown crew are on board for these, you know, really long episodes because this one, our finale episode is, uh, is going to be a long one. So buckle up friends. Um, but I do know we, ha we have a guest who's going to be joining us here in, in a matter of minutes. So uh, let's try to, you know, yes. hustle through the rest. We did a, get a couple more uh, reviews that have come in. I think people know it's like the end of the season. So they're like hustling to get them in right now. Yeah. Um, we have one that just came in. Uh, this was just a couple days ago. Uh, the title of this review was Slay All Day, um, <laughs> S-L-E-I-G-H. And this came from Avery07Soccer. And uh, Avery gave us two stars. Um, so let's find out what a two-star review gets you. Um, I love this podcast so much, and it really helps me to get in the Christmas spirit. And you two together equals amazing. Y'all are very funny, and I love listening. So, um, that's a two-star review at the end. What? Okay. That's fair. You know, fair enough. You know, ever, live your truth. If you think we're, we're worth right. two stars, I wonder if people are just taking us a little too seriously about this, like, you know, give us one star, you know, sort of thing. And maybe, I don't know. Anyway, uh, thank you. Uh, funny. Thank you, Avery, for that review. Uh, and here's the last one that I have uh, here. It, this one is five golden stars. Like there's lots of A's and all the things. Uh, this comes to us from Kim Rex. And Kim says, I was so happy to find this show last Christmas season. As soon as November began this year, I hurried over to my podcasts to listen again. And that is uh, that's our last listener review. Oh, wait, we do have one more thing to share. Eric, we do. Do you want to read that message or? Yeah, okay. sure. Okay. All right, here we go. Um, so this is from uh, somebody named Cher and they sent us an email. Um, and this was like sort of like really heartfelt. We wanted to kind of put a little extra highlight on this. Uh, and this is what they wrote. It says, hi, Eric and Danny. My name is Cher, and I wanted to write you guys to let you know how much your podcast means to me and my family. Your podcast was introduced to me by my dad, who found it while looking for something to listen to while he was in the hospital last year during Christmas time. 
He loved Christmas and he would always say that even though he was not able to be at home to help us with our Christmas traditions that he loved so much, he was happy with his Christmas podcast. He started downloading episodes for us to listen to together when I would visit him at the hospital. It became our little tradition. Sadly, he passed away a few months ago and it took me a while to start listening to you guys again because it just did not feel right to listen to his podcast without him. But I recently started listening to you guys again with my kids and they love it. It has now become a tradition in my home and I know my dad would be happy that his grandkids are enjoying his podcast. I can't thank you guys enough for bringing some Christmas spirit to my dad and to our family. By the way, Eric, my dad also pronounced onion that way. He picked it up as a kid from watching Louisiana Cajun chef Justin Wilson, that's how he said it, on TV every night with his mom. The nurses at the hospital all heard the story of how he pronounces onion like that famous guy, Eric, on his favorite podcast. Thank you guys from Papa Joe and his family. And so this one, folks, we're going to dedicate this final episode to, to Papa Joe and his family. Thank you guys for listening. And anybody who's going through a similar situation, we're, we're here for you. We love you. We're sending you all the good vibes and hugs and, and good feelings and trying to just lift your spirits as much as we can. So thank you so much for that review. Thank you to Papa Joe and to his family and to Cher for writing that email. So thank you so much. Merry Christmas, guys. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Cher. Merry Christmas, Papa Joe. Um, that one that one hit. You know, when that when that email came through, I, re- I immediately uh, forwarded it off to uh, to Eric and to Chris. And I said, guys, uh, get the tissues ready for this one. Um, that one yeah. that one hit me. I think, you know, it hit me in in a very specific way, you know, because uh, a few years ago, I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast, but um, my dad uh god uh was in the hospital at christmas and it was just like you know that's that's hard you know and and so i you you feel for those people who are going through a tough time and i'm sure that there's other people out there you may be going through a similar situation right now and we just want you to know that like we're sending you love and it means the world to us that you invite us into those most intimate moments of your lives and that as you're navigating hard times, whatever that looks like for you, whether it was last year, this year, whatever, that that you come to us to put a smile on your face and to lift your spirits through hard times. Um, you know, you reach out to us and you tell us what it means to you that we do this, but it, it cannot be overstated what it means to us that you entrust us in these most intimate moments of your lives to be there with you. So thank you um, from the bottom of my heart. You know, I know Eric's as well for, for inviting us into your lives. And, and, and as you say that we are a part of your traditions that um, when people say that Eric, like that, that statement to me is, is probably the most meaningful thing anyone could ever say about this show is that we're a part of your Christmas tradition now. Like, we all know what Christmas traditions mean. You know what Christmas traditions mean to us. And so for us to be like a, a white Christmas on Christmas Eve to you, or a, or a you know, hang, putting up the tree the day after Thanksgiving, that we're a part of that now, that's, there are no words that can touch um, what that means. So just want to say a, a huge... Huge thank you to, to all of you who, who trust us to be a part of your holiday season. So, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so, Eric, we do have a lot of mail that has come in as well. And that's why, you know, yes. warning anyone who's listening right now, this, this is a long one, so buckle up. But good news, you're off most likely from work for the holiday season or work is hopefully really quiet for you. So you got some time to fill uh, right now. And, you know, I do want to... Uh, 
to ask Emilio, our producer, is is our first guest here yet, or do we still have a few minutes to start digging into this mailbag here? We still have a few minutes, it looks like. Um, our guest has not popped in yet. Perfect. So okay. let's uh, let's get started with the mailbag, and then whenever they're here, they'll ring the bell, and we'll bring them in. Yeah. So I guess this segment's on me uh, today. <laughs> Yes, it's all you. Because I'm sitting here uh, in the studio, and it's. I wish you were here because we just got we got so much stuff, like so much stuff that we it doesn't fit in in our mailbag. Season three, we're gonna. It's like uh, we're gonna need a bigger boat from Jaws. We need like a big a big. (laughs) We need a big Santa bag. We need a. We're gonna need a bigger a bigger bag. Um, All right, so we'll start. I think we've got a few cards here. so we'll start with the cards. Uh, this first one is coming to us from, uh, it looks like this is from Patton, uh, who's out in Kentucky. So I don't know if that, is that Joshua Patton, I think, who's one of our uh, our Patreon uh, supporters, a member of the Christmas Countdown crew. All right. So the card is, it's a Peanuts card. It says, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Oh, they sent a picture. Look at this. A picture of their corgi. Look at that. Oh, cute. And then a picture of them with the corgi look at that love that, that amazing photo i love that a royal corgi christmas um right there it's like a hallmark movie uh and so yeah this is from joshua and guess what this is amazing the dog signed the card too eric it's from oh nice mr wigglesworth and there's mr wigglesworth's uh paw print right there tell me this does mr mr wigglesworth have handwriting like an american or like a canadian uh, I think Mr. Wigglesworth has handwriting. You know what's interesting is Mr. Wigglesworth's handwriting is different than Joshua's. Ooh. So that's so maybe the dog. That's really next level. Maybe maybe Mr. Wigglesworth is can write. I don't know. Um, but that's really really cool. And there's Joshua, and Mr. Wigglesworth. Let me try that again. Why can't I say Wigglesworth? That's a really hard one for me. <laughs> um, Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth. Maybe I need to say it with an accent. That that's what I need to do. That helps. There's Josh. Uh, Mr. Wigglesworth. Mr. Mr. Wigglesworth. There he is. Um, I want to, you. You know that Josh has given Mr. Wigglesworth a voice for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So Josh, your card is gonna get added to the collection here, along with your photos. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, and I don't know if you noticed, Eric, but we finally hung the cards up on the wall here in the studio. Do you see that? Yes, I do see that. It looks great. Just in time for you to not be here. Um, all right. Right. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here's the next one. This is actually coming to us from uh, from Laura Napolitano, uh, a friend of the show, yes. was a member of the Christmas Countdown yes. crew. She wanted to send us a little something extra for the holidays. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, there's a card. Let's do the card first, naturally. Uh, it says, for Danny, Eric, Chris, and Emilio. All right, let's pop this baby. Emilio, you're a part of this. You're a part of it, Emilio. It's it's a chair for Emilio. No, um, it's. <laughs> oh, I wish I wish Emilio was unmuted right now because I could hear his laugh all the way across the hallway <laughs> as we're recording here. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, oh, here this must be Laura's cat. It says Holly and Jolly and Merry and Bright. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Um, this is from Laura, Poppy, and Violet. Uh, it says, Merry Christmas, Danny, Eric, Chris, and Emilio. Thanks for bringing so much jingly joy this season. Uh, hope you have a great holidays with your families. P.S. I had a few of these cards made special for the Christmas downtown, Christmas countdown crew and our collective appreciation of Home Alone. My cat Poppy is on the front. Oh, that's so great. 
That's amazing. Oh, and huge shout out, honestly, to, to Victoria, who I know started this, and everyone else in the Christmas Countdown crew for this Christmas card exchange that's been going on. I think that's just one of the coolest yes. things uh, to ne- know that you guys have been mailing cards to each other. Um, and then Laura also sent us, there's a little something. I picked these out for you at Christmas Con. Oh, she got these for us at Christmas Con. Let's see what it is. Oh, and honestly, shout out to, to Laura, because I w- we were on our call with Hallmark Channel the other day, and they said, hey, guys, um, we wanted you to know that some people at Christmas Con were talking about your podcast, um, which was really, really cool. All right, so it looks like our, our guest is here. That. So I'm going to just wrap this, uh, this up real quick. So there's a little something for Danny and a little something for Eric. Uh, here's your ASMR uh, for the day, everybody. This is a crinkling tissue paper. There we go. Um, we've got, oh my gosh, it's cousin Eddie in his robe for me. Um, all right. And oh my gosh, Eric, it's a little ornament of, of, uh, Ralphie in the pink bunny costume. Oh, I love that. So that'll go on your tree. I love that to your side. And then what a great segue. Oh, Danny, what a great segue. And that really could not have come at a more perfect time uh, to welcome in our first guest. Yes. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Hi. Everybody, welcome to the podcast. My good friend, Aaron Hayes, star of A Christmas Story, Christmas, and many other things, including uh, Children's Hospital, obviously, very well known for that. Um, she was also in Kevin Can Wait. She was also in Kevin Can F himself. Yeah. put those next to each other, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we are so excited to have her. I got to work with Aaron when we did Kevin Kneff himself. She was our very, very special guest on our final episode. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And we had actually done a workshop together like two years before that. So it was nice to sort of reconnect on set for that. Right. That was when we were all like, there's this bug going around, you guys. Something from China. <laughs> Something, I don't know. <laughs> Just, you know, make sure to clean your phone. <laughs> yes, totally, totally. Yeah. Great times back then. So uh, Aaron, yeah. we're so excited to have you here on Christmas Countdown Show. We do have, we're, because this is our big finale episode, we're sort of having a live studio audience of our Christmas Countdown crew who are sort of our Patreon people that are big fans of the show. So they're sort of watching in the Zoom as well. So they can all wave to you and say hello. Well, um, hi, but everyone. We're, we're so excited to have you, especially to talk about Christmas Story Christmas, because it is so good. I watched it the other day and I just loved it. I It made me feel so warm and so happy and so happy to see you being so funny. And I just, I don't know, it the way that it ended, I don't want to ruin the ending for people because they need to watch it, but the way that it ended to me felt so great because it reminded me of the original in that a lot of the story is sort of silly, not silly, but like kind of little vignettes of little moments. But then at the end, the emotional gut punch that it gives you in a good way was so satisfying and so spectacular. So tell me about how was it shooting the movie? What did you think about it? How was it working with the a bunch of the original cast from Christmas Story? Tell us about, about your experience yeah. on it. Well, I, first of all, I'm so glad that you loved it and that like everything that you said about it is exactly how I feel about this movie when I from when I read the script like the ending is is it is an emotional gut punch but it also is so satisfying and it really like totally brings it all full circle and so when I first read the script you know like a lot of people I was a huge fan 
I am a huge fan of the original. It's a very important part of my upbringing and my family's Christmas tradition. There's always somebody asleep on the couch and there's always somebody watching a Christmas story and then you swap, you know? Um, (laughs) And so it was like, oh God, is it good? I, I saw, I knew that the audition material was good. But then when I got to read the whole script, I was like, oh, like teared up a little in certain places. I was like, it's very satisfying as a fan. And I loved the fact that um, Sandy, Ralphie's wife, which is who I play, grown up Ralphie's wife, was kind of a fleshed out human being. And it reminded me very much of those like the moms in those 70s and 80s, you know, like E.T. mom and like every mom that Terry Gar played and like, um, and even very much in the vein of Melinda Dillon's character in the original Christmas story, which is like committed to family, but like gentle, fun, uh, supportive person who also is a human being. Um, So that part made me very happy. And I truly like love this movie. I don't, you know, being an actor, like sure. you don't a hundred percent support everything you do. Yes, <laughs> I a hundred percent support this movie. I saw it and was like, oh phew. Um that was great. Just <laughs> love it. And it was yeah. such a fun thing to do because all of us were in obviously Bulgaria shooting this movie. Um clearly. Uh, yeah. so, uh <laughs> And so it was like, we hung out forever. We had three weeks of rehearsal before we even started shooting, which is so weird. It's unheard of. So when we walked onto that set to shoot the first thing, I felt like a little family. Like I felt, you know, I'd been to dinner and day trips with the kids and I felt like I could, you know, pull one of them onto my lap or fix somebody's hair or just with Peter have that rapport of like, oh yes, we're a married couple. Um, So it was just really lovely. And so I'm so happy that it turned out in a way that was satisfying as an actor and as a viewer of my own project. Yes. Now tell me this, did you film any or all of it in Cleveland at the Christmas Story house or did they recreate the whole thing? They built that whole block ground everything you see on the exterior us driving up all 11 homes they built from the ground up so that they it would look because the house on cleveland street the original house the houses around it don't look like that anymore you know they look like they've been redone also it's a museum so um it's not gonna look like a family lived there for and maybe you know they did such a good job and that's kind of why we shot there because you can't, yeah. you can't when there's not the space here to do it yeah. and yeah. not the budget to do it. Yes, totally. Now tell me, how was it being a, an ori- or an, a new cast member to a lot of the cast were people from the original film? So what was that like stepping into that? Did they accept you with open arms? Did you, you know, what was that feeling like working with everybody who had there because there were so many people from the original in in this one? Yeah, it's all the original kids. Um, yeah. It was an extensive hazing process. <laughs> um, what if I was like, they made me stand outside with my tongue to a flagpole for seven hours. Uh, uh, throws my jingle bells off. Um, no, I, no, they're great. They're all so nice. I mean, mostly I just worked with Peter. If you see in the movie, yeah. like I don't go to the bars, I don't interact with like yeah, shorts, yeah. and I don't interact with Scott Farkas. But um, just the, exp- I but I did like there was a couple things that I watched them shoot, and it was so yeah. it's so satisfying. They they integrate all of those characters in such a great. That's not true. 
I have scenes with Randy. What I have scenes with yes, Randy. Yeah. Um, uh, which was so great to watch them interact and to think like I my kids are 13 and 15. Right. These guys were younger than my children mm. when they all made this movie and had this experience. And they yeah. have this like instant, you know, they're still friends. They still chat. I don't think they talk all the time, but they were right, right back in it and yeah. had the kind of same dynamic um, that they had in the original movie. So it was really fun to observe and just to see a group of people who were so excited and happy to be there. You know, it's yeah, nice. Totally. We have a fun job and yes most people enjoy it but then there's some like scrooges who are like this day is too long i don't like craft service but there was nobody like that on this side everybody was just so happy to be there i love great eric i have to say that this feels like a very full circle moment for our show because season one scott schwartz was the first guest we ever had on christmas countdown And he it's came on our true, show yeah. and, and shared some really great stories like of what it was like working on the original. And it was so cool to see that when they announced that you know this film was going to be made, that they were bringing back all of these original cast members. And I think, you know, because they've stayed connected, you know, at various like, you know, collector shows and all this sort of stuff over the years, you could you could feel watching the film the relationship that these guys have, um, that they have stayed connected, you know, even after all these years. And and it's such a wild story of how Christmas Story became what it is today. Um, And and I got to say, from from my perspective, I think this version is better than the original. Like I, (gasps) I, I loved this, you know, I know Eric's favorite, one of his favorites is the original of all time. Um, but I went into it and I was like, well, we'll see. Cause like the original wasn't necessarily one of my favorite Christmas movies. So I was like, well, I like the sequel, but I absolutely loved the sequel. I thought it was so heartwarming. I love the way your character is so supportive uh, of Ralphie and his dreams. Um, I just think that's such a powerful uh, statement to make to see like women who are so supportive of their partners and their spouses and encouraging them to chase their dreams. Um, You know, and I connected to it because, you know, I'm a children's book writer. So like to see the way that your character was in, was encouraging Ralphie, um, you know, my wife has been very similar to me, you know, as, as I've navigated my road as an author. So I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, I think it's an instant classic for sure. And I think it's going to be watched for many, many years to come. Absolutely. Thank you. I have one more question for you, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, two more questions. One one and two. Uh, What's your social security number? And And what's your your first pet name? (laughs) Yes. Um, So the first thing is I loved, I want you to talk about doing some of the, I don't know. Did you guys refer to them as like flashback scenes as fantasy scenes? Mm. Like what was, what term did you guys use for the many sort of times that it's like, but my favorite one is the, Oh, glory be not black Barton is gang that I love that so much. (laughs) We, we call them fantasy sequences. And they were the most fun because you get (laughs) to like, it's that total departure from reality, which is like, oh, I don't have to think what would my character think? And like, you're just a version of Ralph of yourself in Ralphie's mind. And that's spaghetti Western. Yeah. I mean, I love it. It's so brilliant. The fact that they didn't like paint out the, the wire that pulls the tumbleweed across the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God. And what, like we tried to get, they did dub it, but we tried to get the little girl to say, we're as good as coyote food. 
but it was like so you know she's sick she was like coyote yeah. coyote like it was it didn't yeah. make any sense but you could just be like the ham that we have inside of us that we yes. have that i have to yeah. fight all the time <laughs> to be like no 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 now let's just well that was great now just more natural um yeah more natural more natural uh this one was like, oh no, lean in, lean in. Yes. So those were all so fun. And the one in the jail um, where yeah. we're just like, and all of a sudden the sun is British and we're all in this weird noir. They were, <laughs> they were a blast. Really I love fun. It. Could be big and over the top. I love that. All right. One last question for you, because this is a Christmas podcast. Can you just yeah. talk to us about what you love about Christmas or favorite Christmas memory or what Christmas means to you or why do you think it's an important time of the year? What do you think? Oh my gosh, I'm a huge Christmas fan. I mean, we start listening in LA. It's Coast 103.5 starts playing Christmas right. music, you know, mid-November and every, you know, we are like, yes, my kids are so big on tradition. It's just like, I want to put, I'm putting the fire on every night and reading a book. I'm listening to Christmas music. We go make cocoa and drive and see the lights up in Sierra Madre and we do all of ev everything. I, I truly, it is like the warmest, coziest season of the year. And it makes me happy. It makes my kids happy. It, everybody is like, you know, nicer and, and yeah. snugglier. And we try to, you know, if, if the, if homework's done, we watch a Christmas movie every single night. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, I mean, there's a lot of homework so it hasn't been as much sure. as here um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know we save the save the big ones for the end but uh it's truly the best time of year i love it Couldn't Aaron. thank you so much and how exciting that you will be a part of many people's christmases to come i know i know yeah so and the good news is that now it's um if you don't have hbo max which is where it's streaming i think it's now for purchase on apple oh so wow access the Check movie yeah yeah. I Thanks, you guys. It. Thanks for having me. Aaron, you're the best. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Bye. Aaron. All right. Happy I'll holidays, talk to you everyone. soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Well, that was fun. Great. That was awesome. What what is the right. what does the audience think of our first surprise guest? Was it was that cool to uh get to see Aaron? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of these people have watched have watched that film. So that that's yeah. so cool. And that really feels like total like I know it said in the interview, but it feels so full circle. Um that's oh, yeah. so early in Scott Schwartz was our first guest wasn't he first guest ever on this show and and look at us now you know um pretty pretty darn cool thanks for coordinating that Eric that was so cool to yeah of course to get to chat with Aaron I really you and I never really had the chance to talk about a Christmas story Christmas on the podcast and I absolutely loved the film you know as I shared it's oh, not necessarily the original is not necessarily my favorite like it is yours so I didn't know. And, and Lynn and I were sitting there watching the movie and we were like, this is such a great movie. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. It's heartwarming. The end will just like, the I was, is so good. I was a mess. Yeah. I was like, I just like tears. I mean, the, and it's really the whole like last, like 15 minutes of the film yeah. are so good and so heartwarming. I don't want to give anything away because no. people got to watch it. And, and it's better if you are sort of surprised by like, Oh, it's great. It's just so good. I can't recommend uh, the film highly enough. It's it's just spectacular. And thank you to Aaron for uh, yes. for coming to chat with us. So very cool. cool. Very cool. Um, well, we Should were we in go the, back to the mailbag. Let's get back to the mailbag. So our our last yeah. uh, piece of mail came to us from from Laura Napolitano. 
Um, Napoletano. Napoletano. Uh, next up, we've wait, got. Wait before. Wait before you give that. I saw the great. I was going to put this in memes and things, but I'm going to yeah. put it right here. There's this great thing that I saw that is a. Um, <laughs> speaking of Laura Napoletano, it is a <laughs> hand that's sort of in this. You know the pinky or the thumb in like the sort of classic Italian way of talking, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a little tiny hand that's in that shape. And then it's on a like a rocking horse, you know, half circle on the bottom. So you rock it and it goes on your desk and it just goes like this. Oh my over, gosh. Over, like, that's amazing. I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I might have to get that for my wife because she's Dude, Italian. That is, I'll get it for mine too. We both have Italian wives. So it's <laughs> yeah. very fitting. Um, all right. So this next item is coming to us. Uh, Every time I say next item, I feel like I'm uh, like the announcer on Price is Right. Price is Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Next item up for bid. Uh, next item for bid. Do I have scissors here? Let's see. I thought I... There they are. Okay. So this is coming to us from... Uh, oh, this is from Jessica, uh, who's, oh. who's here watching today. And Jessica actually lives in Brooklyn, which is where producer Chris lives. Yay. Yeah. It'd be really funny if they lived uh, next door to each other and just didn't know it. If you're my neighbor downstairs, and I'm sorry, because that guy hates me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is from uh, from Jessica and Ronald out in Brooklyn. Um, and there's a card attached to it that says, Merry Christmas. And that patented yes. Eric tone. All right, here we go. Let's crack her open here. Beautiful card. It's got... Uh, it's got some like little holiday. Uh, oh, oh! There's a lot of writing in here. Get ready. It's got some little little holiday fur on it. Um, <laughs> Just so this, it was like, Ooh, sorry. <laughs> no, I love. We love long cards. You kidding me? Um, so this is Danny and Eric. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the ever growing, massively merry Christmas cheer. I first found you at the start of last season when I was half jokingly uh, searching for a Christmas podcast when it was too early for anyone to talk to me about Christmas. Uh, it's been so incredible to watch the community grow and being a part of the Patreon crew is extra special. Thank you also for the congratulations shout out in the 1128 episode. You are both too kind uh, and hearing your own Christmas engagement stories brought me so much warmth. I almost don't believe that you don't already have these ornaments on your trees, but they're too perfect not uh, to be. Uh, so I'm sending them anyways. Uh, wishing you a peaceful holiday, and then it says, uh, "What a what a model of oh, hold on." The, I I read the the wish in the card, in the middle of her message. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm sending them anyways. What what a model of the turtle doves uh, you two are. Thanks for creating this flock of turtle doves across the globe. Merry Christmas, Jessica Pearson. Oh, I love that. A flock of turtle doves. That's so sweet. I love that. We are we are the turtle doves of Christmas podcasts, I think, is, is what they say. That's right. Um, I don't know if people can see, but Eric and I left the studio kind of in disarray after All our last episode. Paper. Yeah, like there's just wrapping paper everywhere because we've, we looked around after the last episode and we're like, this feels like Christmas morning. Um, yeah. All right. Oh, this is great. Eric, it's two turtle doves. Oh, that's amazing. You know what this well done. You know what this immediately makes me think of, right? Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. And and the yeah. shop owner who goes, Turtle Doves. Turtle Doves. Uh, He's got that actor had the greatest voice. He, he did. talked like this. Everything was sort of like, Well, you want two turtle doves? Okay, <laughs> let's see if I can find it. Oh, so good. But then remember he uh 
he Kevin writes that note to him and he goes, Thanks for the turtle doves. And he goes, Turtle doves. Like uh, at the end of the film. It's so good. And then he gives it to the pigeon lady. Which is which is kind of funny that he gives the pigeon lady a dove. Isn't that kind of funny? That's um, true. I never put that together. I didn't to put bird. it together till this moment. <laughs> There you go. Who and we all remember who played the pigeon lady, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. uh what's her face from uh, America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent? Yes. I was hoping you to remember. Was well, Su- Susan? What was Susan name? Boyle. Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle plays the bird. Uh, anyway, she, she, she doesn't really. But if you go back to season one, I'm pretty convinced that it's Susan Boyle. It might be. Um. But I really like what it says on this box. It says, "Doves of friendship, you will be friends forever as long as each of you have your turtle dove." Oh, I love that. So that's thank really, you, really Jessica. Sweet. That so is so kind of you. Thank you, Merry Jessica. Christmas. Thank you. All right. Hustling. I'm trying to hustle this along here because I know we have so much to get to. And we have another guest who's going to be joining us. Um, all right. I'm going to put this card. We're just, we are out of space here. Um, you can put them on my chair. That's good. I'm just going to throw all the trash over there. <laughs> um, all right. So this one is coming to us from Idaho. All right, here we go. This says uh, to Danny and Eric, or Eric and Danny, whichever you prefer. <laughs> That's what it says on the front. I like that. That's so great. <laughs> Maybe that's how we should like list our show, hosted by Eric and Danny, or Danny and Eric, whichever you whichever prefer. Whichever you prefer. All right, this is coming to us from Jen. Uh, and Jen says, Merry Christmas to my two favorite guys. I'm not related to. Um, I, actually, I could have put, let me say that again. Merry Christmas to my two favorite guys I'm not related to. Uh, Y'all make Christmas even better, if that's even possible. Just the sound of your voices puts a smile on my face. This has been a weird year, lots of changes, but I can always count on you two to brighten my days. Keep on jingling. Love you forever, Jen. Thank you, Jen. That's so sweet. Love you forever. That makes me think of like if Jen signed my yearbook in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Have a good summer. And, uh, yeah, that's how we should wait for real i just thought of this we should do instead of k-i-t uh h-a-s the people used to write like keep in touch have a good summer or yeah. h-a-g-s we should do like have a good christmas off season like you should you sign your cards like listen it was good christmas i'll see you next christmas make sure you keep in touch so you know what i mean so we sign no, them no. hagco at the end, Hadco. Hadco. You know, that it, ro- it rolls off the tongue. That should have Hadco. been that should have been our corporation name, Hadco, Hadco Incorporated. Yes. <laughs> That's really, really funny. Good. Okay, all right. So putting this card, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep at. I'm gonna put it on my side table. This one's going on my side table. All right. Good idea. All right, here we go. Uh, there's a little box with a little snowman on it. Uh, it's it's labeled as a gift card holder. So let's see what's inside. Oh, oh my gosh, Eric. I'm going to show you yours first. It's a cow ornament. Yeah. Look at that. Isn't that cool? I love it. That's perfect. Oh, that's so good. Oh, and then, I love that. And then I got, um, I guess it looks like a little, a little dog peeking out of a little Christmas box, but it looks like it was like hand. I don't think we ever solved what we want to call this. If it's crocheting or stitching or sure, yeah, yeah. whatever, Cross knitting. Stitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is so cute, and they look so vintage. Cross stitch. Cross Jen stitch. Says cross stitch. That's oh, cross stitch. Okay. Wait, is that Jen? Oh, that's Jen from Idaho. Yeah. Yeah, Jen's right. Jen. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Jen. Cross stitch. Thank you for the cross stitch puppy, and uh, and Eric. It's it feels like it's made out of like a clothespin or something, like a painted clothespin. 
Um, oh, fun. I love that. So I'll put that on your chair for when you come back uh, after you. Christmas. Thank you. Uh, all right, so that got us through the actual bag proper. Now we are going to move on to, uh, let's see, we've got, this box is packed to the gills, so I'm going to save this one for last, um, and we're going to go to this one, which we just got the other day from one of our, our fans who's from here in Southern California, actually. All right, here we go. This is from uh, Creature Kids, is who this is from here in Southern California. Big box. Big box. Yeah, I, Eric, I went to the post office this morning. Because I knew that Laura had sent us something, and then inside the box was like two pink slips, and and I looked at the line to like go pick it up, and I was like, oh gosh, I gotta wait in the dreaded line right now. But I was like, we gotta get these boxes, we gotta give them, get them for the people. And fortunately, they had like one of those people who's like, anyone here just picking up mail? And I was like, that would be me. Um, so here we go. This one is, uh, this one's from Adam and Adam says to the fabulously festive, massively merry, gigantically jolly and jingly jangliest guys, this side of the North pole. I hope your little creature kids like the books. So it looks like we got some books here from Adam. Adam is a, is a children's author as well. And Adam wrote this book, which is called, there's no such thing as monsters. And Adam sent us each copies of the book for our kids isn't that cool i think there's some stickers inside oh they're signed too oh Oh, amazing oh that's cool priceless amazing thank you so much adam oh this is so kind thank you adam that's awesome merry christmas thank you yeah so check out uh uh, the creature kids which is adam's uh book series i think he's got uh, plans to do do a bunch of books that's really really cool um all right so this next box is packed to the gills from one of our super fans this is coming to us from Chandice, uh, or Chandice, or Ten- Chandice, as we like to call her. All right. This, Eric, I, I'm just going to, can you see from the side how much stuff is in this box? I, I can see. It looks very full. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm tempted to just dump it all out, um, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> what so, if it's first and foremost, we've got some candy canes, Okay. Uh, courtesy of Sia. Uh, Wait, you got, you got to sing it. You brought it up. You got kind of can with me. Um, there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't think I've done that yet this year, have I? I know. I needed it. I needed. I, I, you know what's so crazy though, Danny, is what? that I was I went to a thing uh, called Zoo Lights in Chicago at uh, Lincoln Park Zoo where they light up all the zoo and everything. Yeah. And they were playing Candy Cane Lane, and all I could think about was you. Yes. It, it, you you have stepped into the the ring of that song. It will always be connected to you. That's all I want to come out of this podcast is that whenever people hear <laughs> Sia sing, they think of me. That That's my primary objective here. Um, all right. So I'm going to pull out this first batch of stuff. Oh, my gosh. All right. So this is this is an ornament. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's like custom made, Eric. Look, it Whoa. says 2022, and it says there's two snowmen on it. One says Danny on its hat. The other says Eric. And then it says Christmas Countdown underneath. Isn't that cute? Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to make a mess of this studio. Okay, so I'm putting this ornament there. And then we got some more ornaments here. We've got, let's see, we've got a, oh, this is cool. It's like a bunch of little animals. We've got like a a doe, a doe, a deer, a female deer, um, a raccoon. And this looks like maybe a little squirrel or a, a little fox possibly here. Cool. Pretty darn cool. Thank you, Chandice, for those. 
I think we're going to have to stop uh, mid-open. And so we'll come back to Chandice's box here in a second. Our second guest is here. Another guest. I'm very excited for this one. If you are a super fan of the show, you're really going to appreciate this guest. You know, if you're familiar with us, you know from season one that when we talk about things on this show, we like to try to find a way to get those people to somehow be a part of the Christmas countdown experience. So this is a perfect example of that. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember recently, um, Eric and I were chatting about Darlene Love and her new song uh, that she did, that she recorded, My Grown Up Christmas List, and she duetted with none other than our next guest. Please welcome to Christmas Countdown Show, Chris Ruggiero. Hey guys. What's up, Chris? How are you? Merry Christmas. I love Merry that. Christmas. Merry Thank Christmas you very, to very you, Chris. Oh my God, I love I love Chris's background. Do you see like all those like yeah. holiday records he's got behind him there? That's I see incredible. It. I see some Andy Williams. It's good. Yes, Andy Williams. Uh, we have the Phil Spector Christmas album back there somewhere, and uh, the wall is just full of all the best Christmas stuff. I love that. First and foremost, um, Chris, I want to say you know congratulations on all of your success. You know, as a singer, as a recording artist, and how cool um, that you got to work with Darlene Love. I mean, walk us through. You know, you saw you. I'm sure heard our show, and I know you saw the video that we posted of us. You know, talking about you and Darlene. Walk us through what's going on in your mind as you go to lunch with Darlene Love at the Palm in New York City, and you're thinking, I'm going to meet with Darlene. What's going through your mind? Did you expect there to be a duet to come out of this? What's going through Chris's mind in that moment? Well, I got to tell you, you know, so before this lunch at the Palm, I had never met Darlene before. And of course, I always wanted to because I grew up listening to all her songs. And so I, I was scared because I didn't know if she was <laughs> going to be really nice or not. You know, you just never know. Sure. Right. And yeah. uh, so she walked through the door. I was sitting at the at the um, at the table. So Darlene walks through the door with her husband, Alton, and she comes over and right away she gives me a big hug and a kiss. So that was like a relief <sighs> right there just to get a hug, you know. And yeah. we sat down. We, we sat at the table for three hours Whoa. at lunch. And we just, she told us so many of the stories from back in the day, so many great stories. And I had no idea that we were doing a, a duet yet. Neither of us did. Because uh, Dar- Darlene asked me uh, towards the end of our, our lunch, she said, well, wh- what are you working on? You know, what do you got going on? I said, well, I actually have a Christmas album coming out and we're still not finished with it. But there's this one song in particular that I don't know what to do with. And she said, well, what's the name of the song? I said, well, it's called Grown Up Christmas List. And she said, I, I never heard of that song. Send it to me and I'll listen to it when I go home. So, that, you know, that was it. We left lunch. We kissed each other goodbye. She went home and she listened to Grown Up Christmas List. And she called back a few days later. and She said, you know, I, this, this is a really nice song. I think we should record it together. We should Whoa. do a duet. And I, I almost passed wow. out. <laughs> that's that's incredible i mean because darlene yes. hadn't released an album in about or, or a song i think that in about 30 years at that point in time is that right yeah about 30 yeah about 30 wow. years her last um her last duet was with luther vandros so wow. I, i'm honored that i'm second yeah i was I'm gonna say yeah, to be to be the one that darlene makes that choice you know 30 years later to get back in the studio and record with to be with a legend like that what is that experience like being in the studio around that sort of energy because those legends who have you know contributed to music tv film they just they exude this this energy about them this air about them what was it like working with uh working with darlene 
Uh, Darlene is a real uh, pleasure to work with. Um, she just, she's so smiley and happy. And it was an honor to work with her in the studio. And, and not only that, but uh, I got to tell you, but by the end of singing with her for three hours, because we sang side by side in the studio to record this song. Wow. Actually, in the same studio, she recorded All Alone on Christmas. What? Uh, oh. for, for Home Alone. Oh, cool. So it was in the yeah. same studio in New York City, a power station. So we were, we were there together for three hours in the studio, singing back and forth. And by the time I left the studio that day, I absolutely was a better singer because Darlene's like a force of nature. I mean, how could yeah. you not? You got to rise to the occasion when you're with her. <laughs> Incredible. Now, have you always been like a huge Christmas fan? Like is Christmas a big part of your life? It is a huge part of my life. When I was little, I always wanted to be Santa Claus <laughs> because I, I thought because for me, I saw how happy uh, everyone was when they saw Santa. Yeah. You know, when I was a little kid, I grew up in New York in a big, big Italian family. And we had Christmas Eve at my grandma's house every year with 50 of my cousins and aunts and uncles. And every year Santa would come and bring the kids presents. And at the time I was a little kid and just the joy that that brought, I always wanted to be Santa and then bring that joy back uh, to people. So I, I guess that's also why I'm a singer as well, because the singing makes people happy and, and it all uh, ties itself in there. But um, yeah, it's, I've always been a huge, huge Christmas fan and uh and actually, today I'm baking cookies for Christmas. That's what I was doing this morning. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I, I have a question for you, Chris. So Danny and I are both huge fans of Frank and Dino and Sammy and all of that sort of classic crooners, you know, the Rat Pack, the Great American Songbook. Is there a favorite or one or two of your favorite Christmas songs to listen to from, from that era that you are like, oh, that's just a, a perfect recording? Oh, well, I love to listen to Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, great one. And that's why I put it on my album. And then, of course, Darlene's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. I mean, that's an awesome Number song. One. But if you're talking so, about the, the male crooners, uh, I, I actually am a big, big fan of Jerry Vale. He's my favorite singer yeah. of all time. I don't love know if you know him. Jerry Vale, but he's my favorite yeah. singer. His, his rendition of uh, Silver Bells is amazing. That's great. Yeah. I love, you know, Eric and I have been talking about, you know, we do countdowns on the show, you know, Christmas theme countdowns. And we're thinking for season three, we're going to want to do a theme of like top, you know, male voices at Christmas, top, you know, female voices at Christmas. And I think we're going to hear a lot of those, a lot of those names uh, are going to be popping up uh, on the list for sure. So, so Chris, you're from New York. Uh, What's your favorite or maybe like top three things to do in New York city at the holidays? All around the holidays, every year. By the way, I live in Florida now. I recently moved a year ago. Oh, wow. But okay. I grew up in New York. So every year for New York, we would go to the city to see the tree. Yep. We would go and see the Rockettes, the Christmas show. My grandmother would take my brother my, and uh, myself and my mom. And, uh, and we would always go and eat at some Italian restaurant afterwards. Those were the three things we did every year. And of course, we used to go to FAO Schwartz for all the toy shopping and stuff. It was so many great things about New York uh, during Christmas time. It's There's still magic in the air there. Couldn't agree more. Uh, one last thing, you know, before we let you jump here, Chris, uh, I just, I was curious when you saw the video that we did pop up and we referenced uh, Rufio um, from, <laughs> from Hook, I'm just curious, you know, <laughs> I guess the question should start with, did we pronounce your last name right? Um, how well, do you pronounce you your last did it, name? And then you, you did right, and then you undid it right. I mean, I, I got to tell you, I was on the floor. <laughs> when I saw the video, I was on the floor. 
I would because the, the the chant that you guys did, I was on the floor laughing. It's the the correct way to pronounce it is Ruggiero. Ruggiero. Okay. Ruggiero. So we weren't yes. too far yeah. off with with Ruggiero. We're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, you you were close, but I gotta say, I was you guys made my day. I was so funny. Oh, I love you know we 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 uh, embrace the silliness over here at Christmas Countdown. We're very tangential. No, we- we're very silly. Um, but you know, Chris, we're so thrilled for you. Um, you know, where can people get your album? You know, Spotify, Apple. Where where are you trying to direct people to uh, to get your Christmas album? Yeah, if, if you have a CD player, you can find it on my website. If you don't have a CD player, because we're in 2022, <laughs> uh, you can go on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Pandora, anywhere that you could possibly stream it. My Christmas album is on there, and it's called Christmas with Chris Ruggiero. Amazing. Amazing. Chris, this has been such a blast. Thanks for coming Thanks. on. Um, we're so grateful that we got to connect with you and, and wishing you and yours a, a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday. Uh, so am I. Merry Christmas to you both. Thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas. All right. Thank you, Chris. Oh my gosh, Eric. What a blast. We got to we got to chat with Rugio himself. Rugio! That was great. He was sweet. Yeah. What a sweet guy. You can tell that he loves Christmas, that he loved the experience of of singing with Darlene Love. And they made a great song. And that and, you know, he seems like a good kid who's on his way, on his way to big things. So very cool. Very cool to talk with him. And you know what this means? We are officially one degree of separation from Darlene Love. This is true. We're getting close. We're gonna, you know, season three, Darlene. She's going to be, she'll be sitting here in the studio with us. That's that's the goal yes. Uh, yes. for season that's three. But, but thank you to Chris uh, Ruggiero uh, for joining us on Christmas Countdown. That was really, really cool. I, we actually, I think we pinged him like two days ago and immediately his team was like, yes, he, he's going to be there. And it just, Amazing. we're so grateful that he took the time. So, so thank you, Chris. Love that. Um, before we went to Chris, we were still in the middle of, of the mailbag. This is fun, yes. Eric. Like, doesn't you and I were texting the other day that we wanted to create this feeling of like a Christmas special where like you never know who's going to pop yeah. in and be a part of the party, yeah. right? Yeah, I like that. I, I think, think we're doing we're it. accomplishing that. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's get to, and I just realized I totally forgot to read the card from Chandis. Oh, so. you got to read the card. Sorry, Chandis. I'm breaking Christmas law. Um, so this says Danny and Eric and Chris. All right. Let's pop it open here. Oh, that's amazing. It's uh it's their family Christmas card. Love Look that. at that. Uh, there's Chandis with her family, her lovely family, and there's a message on the back. Uh the message says, Merry Christmas. Uh in our family we have a tradition that we read a book each night and put the matching ornament on the tree. So I'm helping you guys kick off this tradition if you'd like with two of my favorite books and a matching ornament. We hope you guys love uh, this as much as we do. Thank you for the time and energy that goes into the Christmas Countdown podcast. You are truly giving the world and me more joy. May you all have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, P.S. All the cookies are gluten-free. Uh, this is from uh, Chandis and Fam. Uh, that would be Josh, Chandis, Jackson, Madden, Lucy, Vin, and Rush, who's turning three on Christmas Eve. Uh, so huge shout out to Chandis. Her kids, who, her kids' names are very cool. Uh, Jackson. Jackson. I like that. Rush. That's like Rush. A cool name. I know. Rush. That's really cool. Great names. And Vin, like Vin Scully. Love that. Yeah. All right. So let's see. There are books in here. Um, so I think there's going to be a copy. Oh, and this, so this ties back to the ornaments. Okay. So we have a, a copy of the book, Why Christmas Trees Aren't Perfect. Here. Okay. So I haven't read I'm that. I'm excited one. to read that. Yeah, I'll take Is that. Is it like home. a novel? Uh, or... Yes, it's 500 pages. No, um, <laughs> it's uh, no, it's probably 
it's just it's just really well produced. So it looks okay. thicker than it is. Like here's the here it is sideways. So you can see it's probably about sure. 25, 30 pages. All right. uh, why Christmas trees aren't perfect by Elizabeth Elizabeth J. Miles. All right. We also have in this box of goodies. Oh, the sweet smell of Christmas. It's a scratch and sniff story. Oh, that's, that's cool. And um, this is by Patricia uh, Scary or Scary, uh, illustrated by J.P. Miller. So we'll be checking. Hold on. I'm, oh my God! It it really smells. Hold on. I'm excited. Hold on. Hold on. ASMR. ASMR. Oh wow! It does smell. It smells. What a does little it bit, smell like? If I'm being honest, it smells like a pickle. If I'm being honest, uh, a good pickle. I mean, I don't know if I've ever had a bad pickle. This is true. This is true. Uh, you know, sweet dill, sweet bread and butter. I don't discriminate. I, I love all pickles. And maybe by season seven, we'll do our top ten favorite pickles of all time. When we're really, when we're really looking for content. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that's that's the other gift from Candace. And then we've also got there's another another thing down in here, Eric. The gifts just keep coming. Oh. oh. Jen, wait, Jen has the same book. Jen just held wait. up the same book, The Sweet Smells of Christmas. Wait, Christmas Countdown crew member Jen, she does. Look at that. That's amazing. I love it. All right. So Chandis also sent us a box of cookies. Oh, oh. yeah. I was, Don't eat them all. Save you, some for me. You know what this is. What is it? Very sweet. Oh, that is very sweet. <laughs> Ding, jingle, jingle. Thank you. Ding, jingle, jingle. Uh, and there, oh my gosh, it's not just cookies, Eric. There's like, oh my gosh, there's like toffee or butterscotch in Ooh. here. There's these little white powdery things that I'm guessing is like shortbread maybe with some, some powder right. on the outside. It all looks so good and smells so good and delicious. So a huge thank you to, to Chandis um, for that. We are so appreciative uh, for that gift. Um, so we have one more item. This one I'm very excited about. It just arrived uh, the other day. And this, Eric, I wish you were here to see this in person because I, I know what this is. I see the return address on it. So I'm going to make a little room on my little side table here so I can pull all these goodies out because I know what is lurking behind. There's some good stuff these, in here. This cardboard flap in front of me. All right, moving that card over there. I'm at the point of Christmas where I'm just throwing things everywhere. Um, all right, so... When you just don't care anymore. Yeah, Eric, when you get back into studio next week for our, uh, our post-Christmas wrap-up episode, yeah. you're going to want to hit this up. So, our friends at Zippo reached out to us, and they wanted yeah. to share some goodies with us this holiday season. I don't know if you know... But Zippo, who's you know famous for the like that iconic the lighters, lighter yeah. that like, you know that sound like, I mean, hello, you want to talk about iconic sounds, which we just chatted about on the podcast. There are very few things more iconic than the sound of like flink, you know, like of the Zippo lighter, right? So Zippo recently released a rechargeable candle lighter. Ooh, and Eric. Tell me more. I, I can't wait. I'm actually not, gonna t not only going to tell you more, I'm going to open this baby up and I'm going to show you more and I'm going to let you listen to this sweet, sweet sound. So what's really cool about this candle lighter, I don't know if you've seen Eric, but like there's a lot of new lighters out on the market now that they're not like a flame. It's sort of 
looks like, like a spark, like, like a lightning an electrical bolt. spark. Yeah, yeah it looks like, like a an electrical bolt. spark kind of thing. Yeah, you ready? This is this is just like it, and it's got this flexible head on it, which is really really cool. And you know, it's got you know the iconic uh, you know engineering and manufacturing of Zippo, which is you know one of the most iconic brands here in the U.S. Um, sure. But this one specifically is in candy apple red, which if you're looking for a lighter for the holiday season, my friends, love that. This is the one. So and, it, here, and it's rechargeable, right? Can yeah. you plug it in like to a USB? Yeah, it even comes with like the little uh, little adapter here that you just plug it into the wall, and then it's um, up to uh, fifty uh, arcs per charge, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's and it's metal as well, so it's not going to break. Uh, so listen to this. This is the sound it makes. Do you hear that? Look at this. Can you see that? Yeah, oh, I can. It's awesome. Isn't that like the coolest I, thing? Now, I love that. And then you just, and there's less chance of burning your fingers. Exactly. I burn my fingers a lot when I'm lighting Christmas candles. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it with this. So what's really cool, Eric, they sent one for me and you got one too. One for me too. So, All right. So I'm going to throw that on your chair over there. So when you get back, that'll be waiting for you. But not only did they send us the rechargeable candle lighter, Zippo is now making candles, Eric. Ooh. And so they you know, sent I us saw this. They sent us a I bunch of candles. Look really cool. And so they sent us a bunch of different scents. This first one is whiskey and tobacco. Ooh, I want that one. Okay, I'm going to put that one over here on your I want that one. your pile of goodies. Uh and then they sent us Let's open this next one. Ooh, bourbon and spice. I want that one too. Well, I was going to give that one to me. Um, and then they also sent us dark rum and oak. Ooh, I want that one. Yeah. I think you want all of them. <laughs> well, let's see what the last one is. Let's see. Um, uh, the last one is, uh, whiskey and tobacco. So I'll take whiskey and tobacco and then okay. you get, you get dark rum and oak. So, and, and these containers that these things come in are so cool. Do you see like this little burnt cork? Yeah, like the cork thing. That's a great look. Great, really, really cool. So I'm actually gonna light a couple of these here in the studio because I want to test out. I've seen these like rechargeable lighters, uh, like at birthday parties when people are like lighting candles, but I never had a chance yeah. to do one on my own. So this is like a yeah. first time ever experience for me here. Here we go. Oh my gosh, that happened so quickly, Eric. I love it. Do you know when you're like trying to like you've got a new wax candle and you're trying you're like. Yeah. Or you like you even light it and the flame you still have to like hold it there for a good like yeah. you know four seconds to get it to melt the wax that immediately lit the wick in this candle. What really kind cool. of wicks do these candles have? Is it the like uh, the like single like piece of wood or is it like a a piece of like rope? It, it looks like the traditional sort of rope wick with the wax right. around it. Yeah, but yeah. Let me see if I yeah, can yeah. show you, Eric, so you can see how this works. So I'm gonna light her up. If I can do this, get the fire extinguisher ready. Yeah, Emilio. I know. If there were ever a time for it, it's now. <laughs> and I just hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, and bada bing! Look at that. Amazing. Yeah. So this is this room is going to smell so incredibly delicious. It's going to smell like a a delicious mix of whiskey and tobacco with bourbon and spice. It's basically going to be like I'm All hanging out, like in some some really cool like exclusive you know, man cave. uh, man cave, you know, with like uh, mahogany walls and, um, everyone's wearing like 
really nice clothing. Like I can just see myself in a very classy Lasers and, space. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so these are incredible gifts that you all should be looking at this holiday season. Uh, it's the Zippo rechargeable candle lighter, uh, along with their, their spirit candles, um, which let me tell you, cause I'm smelling them right here dynamically real time are so incredibly delicious. You can go to zippo.com or you can just click the link, which is in the episode notes, which will get you directly um, to them. So you can purchase one for yourself, purchase one for a friend. Uh, you know, this is the time of gift giving. So I can think of nothing better this holiday season than a Zippo candle lighter and accompanying spirit candles. Am I right? I think you're totally right. We, we've talked many times about how smells can be the most uh, sort of nostalgia bringing senses that we have. Right. And when you get that good smell, it really transports you. So very exciting. Thank you very much to Zippo for sending that over to us. Boom. Uh, well, that is the last item uh, in our mailbag, which is timing out pretty nicely because we're about to have another guest yeah. join us here in, in a few minutes. Um, yeah. But before we do that, um, do we have time for a little game maybe? Yeah, let's try it. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, we can absolutely do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Uh, this one was a fan favorite. I like making them. It's fun to, <laughs> it's fun to put these together. I had a couple real chuckles. This one is called. Well, let's just play the jingle. It's beginning to look a lot like Easter. <laughs> That's it. We've got more. We've got we've got oh, ten more I love questions. Let me pull up my questions here. Oh my gosh. It, this is one of my favorite games on a podcast ever. And I have to say, Chris, these questions were hard. Yeah. They were hard. Yeah. Well, you'll yes. Yes, your your questions were were harder. I, I don't know if they were harder, but you definitely didn't do very good, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for the game, though. Good for the game. Uh, that's amazing. All right. So if you don't know, the way this one works is before we recorded, I emailed Danny and Eric a series of questions, and the answer to those questions are keywords and popular Christmas songs. So we're going to find out together how well they did, starting with, let's do one of Eric's. Uh, I asked Eric, what 1998 share song was rated number 60 on VH1's list of greatest dance songs while also being ranked number 10 on Rolling Stone's list of most annoying songs? <laughs> and, for, and for the answer to this one, let's see what Josh Groban says. This is the night of <laughs> dancing. We're gonna feel alive tonight. <laughs> so that one was <laughs> wrong. <laughs> oh my god! Believe in life after love. I was close. I like knew generally what the song was. I could picture it, but I definitely did not say believe. Oh, that was so good. I love this game so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, let's do one for Danny. During the winter months, droughts or when grazing isn't an option, what food is given to livestock? And I will say that Danny sang all of his answers. I mean, of course. <laughs> for, for this one, let's see what Nat King Cole says. The stars in the sky look down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay (laughs) 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 
Oh my gosh. You know why I knew the answer to that one? Because they were just talking about that on Yellowstone. They were. They're gonna hay they're gonna have to hay the uh hay the cattle. Hay the cattle. Exactly. So, you know, not only do you get to see this beautiful landscape of Montana watching Yellowstone, but you get educated and you never know what game show you might I'm be on. Stuck. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, this one I asked Eric. Edmund Gwynn is the only actor to have won an Academy Award for playing what character? Mm. And let's see what the Jackson 5, or let's see what Jackson 5 says. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so that would be a <laughs> i think he gets the jingle jingle for how funny it is yeah well we, we'll play That's that a couple funny. more times for some of his other answers as well <laughs> oh my god all right gosh. so the next one for danny i asked danny what slippery snake-like fish has bad eyesight and can swim backwards let's hear from thorough ravenscroft you're a mean one mr grinch you really are a heel you're as cuddly as a cactus you're as charming as an eel mr grinch very good well done pretty nicely That was pretty good. It's pretty good. Let's see if we can let's see if we can get through one more. Uh, I asked Eric, in all of the animal kingdom, the blue whale is known to have the biggest blank. And hmm. for this answer, let's see what Jose Feliciano says. Ooh. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas. I wanna wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Oh. Got it. There we go. I got one. <laughs> nice. There we go. Love that. So I asked Danny, what traditional holiday dessert contains, among other things, suet, dried fruits, and brandy? For this one, let's see what Bing Crosby says. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas oh, no. and a Happy New Year. Hold on. Uh, bring us some fruit cake. <laughs> oh, bring us some fruit cake. Oh, bring us some fruit cake. <laughs> and bring it out here. <laughs> so, that's a... Oh my gosh. Yeah. I yeah. honestly yeah. thought I nailed that one until you played the song. And then I yeah, knew I, I, was I looked wrong. it up. I looked it up afterwards. I want to make sure because they are very similar. I don't believe there's a whole lot of recipes that have suet and fruitcake, though. So I'll be completely honest with you and say I have no idea what suet is. I have no idea. <laughs> it's a uh, beef fat. Oh, naturally. That was my that was my <laughs> nickname in high school. Beef fat. <laughs> no suet. I just thought it was. I didn't know what it meant, so I just I just rolled with it. I thought it was like a cool cool. I was dude. like, what's up? They call me suet. What's going down? <laughs> you mean beef fat? All right. So here's the next one. <laughs> um, in the environmentally conscious cartoon Captain Planet, what power did Kwame have? Ooh. And let's see what Stevie Wonder says. Christmas, 
water. <laughs> so that's going to be another one of these. Water. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was I was thinking of like Waterworld when the whole earth is covered with water. That's, you know, that's Eric, it's very important I need you to keep this in mind this holiday season. Uh, dry land is not a myth, okay? <laughs> that's right. right. Just keep that in mind. So let's truck on right through to number 4 for Danny. What's the name of the fictional clergy member that's become one of Google's top searched names every December? If this one, let's have listen to Johnny Mathis. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is an Uber. He sings a love song as we go along, walking in the winter wonderland. In the meadow we can build a snowman, then pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, are you Very married? We'll good. Say, no, that cut in nicely. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. I tried to give it a little bit. Uh, that was like sort of my best impersonation of Eric singing crooner music. It was great. It was nice. It sounded great. They say imitation <laughs> is the the biggest, uh, the greatest form of flattery, right? So, that's right. There you go. That's my gift to you this holiday season. We have two more to get through. Let's see if we can do it. Great. This next one is for Eric. The question was: Harvesting twelve thousand three hundred acres annually, Illinois' top U.S. supplier of what crop? Let's have a listen to the Carpenters. Mm. I met a man who lives in Tennessee. Pennsylvania and some homemade soy. Pie. So. <laughs> so no, on that one. I, <laughs> I thought pie. I was like, it, I was like, it's not going to be corn because he already did corn for yeah. this game once before. And I thought that uh, Illinois had a lot of soy plants, but apparently, they, wait, you're telling me that Illinois has the most pumpkin plants? The biggest U.S. supplier of pumpkins. Wow. Book, oh, how about that? I had no idea. There you go. I would have never guessed. The never. land of Lincoln and pumpkins. <laughs> I, I want them to add that to the license plate now. Get rid of the land <laughs> yeah, of Lincoln totally. and just write the land of pumpkins. Land of pumpkins. Here's the last one. This one was for Danny. I asked him, traditionally served with sour cream or applesauce, what's the name of the potato pancakes typically served during Hanukkah? And for this one, we're going to listen to Bare Naked Ladies. Ooh. You did it. I mean, that one was a little. You did. You did good on this one. That was a little inside baseball for me. You knew that one, and that's it. You knew where that was. That was the game. That was good, Chris. Very good job. Make some noise. Give it it up, Chris. Chris. I just got to say one last time this season that Chris, I am so grateful for all that you have brought to this show, the games, the creative ideas, the editing prowess. You've just brought so much to what we're doing here on Christmas Countdown Show. So massive, huge uh, thanks to Chris. Oh, thanks. Very, very grateful for you, buddy. Yeah. Very grateful. Yep. Your check's in the mail. Love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Danny, we have somebody at the door here. We have another celebrity guest that is very exciting. This is a very exciting guest for us. Yeah. Uh, This is a big guest. I'm geeking out. I'm geeking out pretty hard right now. (laughs) Everybody just stay 
in your seats because we have our good friend Lisa Loeb is here. Yes. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on Christmas Countdown Show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I love to be part of the countdown to Christmas. Yes, yes. So Lisa is talking to us, A, because she's just a great person, but B, she's featured in the new Hallmark movie Hanukkah on Rye, which premiered on the 18th uh, and stars Jeremy Jordan and... Oh, what's the Yael Grobglass? Yes, Gael Grobglass. That's a great Yael Grobglass. Yes, Yael Grobglass. Um, so Lisa, tell Grubglass. us Grobglass. Am I saying it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grubglass. Exactly. <laughs> um, so tell us, Lisa, how was uh the experience of shooting Hanukkah and Rai? How did you get connected? Tell us all about the the experience. Well, I have a I'm I appear in it. I am uh, a smaller role. Um in the movie, but I heard about Hallmark doing Hanukkah movies because I was talking to them about music. Uh, I, I make music for TV and, and film sometimes. So I was talking to them about that and I threw it out to them that I have this song called Light that I wrote a few years ago about the essence of Hanukkah. About It's not super religious, but it is about, it does have some of the Hanukkah traditions in it and it's it's not cutesy or, or anything. It's more like a, like a Simon and Garfunkel kind of song and it's about hope about how the the oil in the menorah the the oil that was supposed to last one night but there was a miracle and it lasted eight nights um that that's kind of like hope there's always more hope so i wrote a song about that and i think maybe they had that in the back of their head because when this hanukkah movie came up they asked if i would appear in it and sing the song light as well as i was supposed to do some scenes but because of my crazy schedule and having a family it didn't quite exactly work out (laughs) That's right, though. Um, you know, why don't we listen to a little bit of your song Light right now, just so people can hear it, and then we'll talk a little bit about it on right. the other side. So, Chris, I think you're going to okay. play uh, a little bit of it right now. Here we go. That oh my is gosh. so beautiful. I love Thank it. I you. love one of that. Our, so we have uh, because this is our finale episode, we have our Patreon uh people who are big fans of our show are watching in the, our sort of studio audience through Zoom. Yes. And one of our friends I'm waving Jen, to them. <laughs> Jen said that she loved <laughs> that part of Hanukkah and Rye and rewound it a bunch of times because she loved the song so much. So that's awesome. Oh my gosh, I love it. On your VCR, you like rewound the, the videotape. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um I love that. You know, I used to do that when I was a kid too and I would hear something somewhere. But now luckily 
you can find the song anywhere where you find music. Um, and I'm, it, it just, it was, it was funny to me that, that Hanukkah was included in a countdown to Christmas, but I get it. You know, it's, I think they just mean the holiday season. I think yeah. Christmas is a, a code word for the holiday season. I've actually been studying um, a lot of different holidays of light because I think it's so important to find the essence of your holiday, you know, whatever holiday mm. you, you, um, that you believe in, that you like to celebrate. And that way we can share with each other. Um, Sometimes, you know, when we go someplace and somebody else is celebrating something we don't, we don't really know, we we may feel left out or we may, I don't know, there's like a weird thing, but really I think all of these holidays have a a beautiful essence and it's important for us to learn about our own holidays and be able to share them with others. Especially Kwanzaa I've been studying a lot. And that's, it's such Mm. a neat, like, it's such a great purposeful holiday because it was created more in modern times yeah. and it kind of covers all the bases of, of your family, your community. Um, mm. I don't know, just focus on so many different positive things that you, you can respect, that you can appreciate and that you can work on in your life. Yeah. You know, I think it's one of the yeah. great parts about the holidays is seemingly because they're at the end of the year, there, there's this sense of like, taking a deep breath, looking back at what the year was and looking forward. It's like one of those, you know, moments, which is why I think people love the holidays so much is it is a, a moment of reflection and a moment to pause and really think about things. Um, tell us what is, do you have any like favorite holiday memories from when you were growing up or being a mom? Like what's, what's some like favorite holiday memories that you have from your life? Well, I'm not supposed to have this memory because I really do celebrate Hanukkah mostly. (laughs) And I I got some really great Hanukkah gifts, like all the Brian Eno records, Um, (laughs) wonderful Barbies, the Simon, this thing called Simon, you know, B, 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 Oh, I love that. So we had some great Hanukkah. uh, And and we we do all the classic things like make latkes. We make latkes with the family for the kids. Um, The smell of the the candles burning and the... the, um, the melted wax, but I have to say, I, we also used to get, uh, my mom will say we did not, but we have photos of this. Um, <laughs> we used to get like Christmas uh, stockings. Uh-huh. I loved, I love the stockings. Even when I got things like walnuts sure, and an orange, <laughs> right. an orange, uh, some chapstick, you know, it's, it's like my kids, um, they finally got some, some uh, stockings and they thought, wow, Santa goes, Santa got everything from Rite Aid. made a quick stop yeah absolutely neat how how santa got everything from cvs i'm like well santa must know that cvs is open all night (laughs) when he's he's trying to figure out if he's going to give jewish children stockings also (laughs) that's really funny i you know i have to say you know lisa from from my perspective, you know, I I grew up in a, in a split household. My my stepdad is Jewish, and you know, my mom is, is of Christian faith. So you know, Hanukkah has been a huge part of my life ever since I was a small child. We just our whole family just got together uh, on what Sunday evening um, and and lit the menorah for the first night of Hanukkah. And we have this really cool tradition in our family where we all will pick out our Christmas ornament, but then my mom gives it to us on the first night of Hanukkah, uh-huh. and that's been like our tradition for for many many years. And and it's just, you know, there's, there's something, um, you know, we talk about tradition a lot on this show. And, and I think one of my favorite traditions of Hanukkah is lighting the menorah and, and the singing of, of the blessing every single night. Like that song, um, it just, when I hear my mom singing that prayer, it just like, I, memories from throughout my entire life, all the way back to childhood, will flash of us standing in the living room around the menorah together. And it's just, um, you know, I think... 
you know, t- tying back to what you were talking about earlier with Hallmark Channel is that I love that, you know, they've really made this this shift towards, you know, everyone has a seat at the holiday table, whatever that table sort of looks like um, for you. And I love the inclusivity of it um, to show all the ways that people celebrate the holidays around around the world. And so, yeah. you know, for many reasons, that's why I'm, I'm grateful for this conversation. And obviously another big reason is Eric and I are both children of the 90s. Um, and I... I will never forget how obsessed my cousin Ashley was uh, with you um, in the 90s. She had to have the glasses. She would listen, you know, like I, it's it's etched in my mind of your voicing and you say like, I, it's like, <laughs> it's so lodged in my mind from my like formative teenage years. And I was like, I thought my cousin was the coolest person in the world. So I was like, well, now I'm a Lisa Loeb fan because uh, Ashley loves Lisa Loeb. So now I love Lisa Loeb. I love that. Um, so this is just very, very fun um, just to have you here hanging out with us and, and chatting about the holiday season. So that's really my long way of saying it's great to meet you. Thank and you. thank you for being here. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I'll give one last question for you. Tell me this, Lisa, being somebody who, um, you know, people recognize as, as soon as they see you, does that, is that something that you go through life sort of like looking to sort of shy away from or is it something that you are like it's cool this is who I am and I'm glad that people like my music and remember me and and like to you know listen to what I have to say like talk to me about what that experience is like for you in your daily life yeah that's that's really interesting it's funny you know you mentioned I have a serious XM show on 90s on 9 which is the 90s radio station a daily show and I also interview I I created a feature called where they are now where I interview people Mm. who you may have known first from the 90s like you're saying about me you may have known me first from the 90s but they're still doing really interesting things putting out albums Christmas albums making movies writing books whatever they're doing so I sort of it's an interesting balance like for me, growing up in a big family, there were four kids in my family, and they all—they all have a lot of friends. And I—I'm still friends with kids from when I was born all the way through college. I was just looking at some old photo albums. You can see some of them back there, and I remember everyone's names. And you know, I know a lot of people. My family knows a lot of people. You know, we live in a great neighborhood with a lot of uh, kind people, new, newer friends. So. On one hand, it just feels like people that we know, because yeah. I'm lucky a lot of my fans seem like people that I would know, you know, they're, yeah. they're nice, kind, interesting folks who I enjoy speaking to. So it's kind of like being at somebody's wedding all the time. Um, yeah. You know, it, it can go both ways, though, because sometimes I can be in a place uh, and, you know, nobody knows who I am or what I do. And it and it's I'm sure you've run into that on airplanes where people say, and what do you do? Right. Well, good luck with that. And you're like, yeah. well, I've already been on Broadway and yeah. I'm on TV all the time. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, it's like a weird balance, but it makes yeah. you, I, I think, you know, uh, I would love for more and more people to be able to hear the music I make and the, the different things I've written or done, you know, that I want to yeah. share with people, the stories I have to tell. But, um, it, you know, so that, I guess that, that equals more more fame and more you know glamour or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, it's really nice just to be able to be regular and be at Trader Joe's and walking around, right. um, you know, buying chocolate covered marshmallows. Yeah. It, it's a nice it's a nice level of 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 uh, peop- of recognition, you know. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it, and I and I, I don't need to look for people not recognizing me because I get that plenty. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a nice it's a nice level of uh of, of people knowing who you are and what you do i love that tell us uh, before we let you go here is where can people find new music from you stuff that you're working on your social media stuff tell us all that 
Well, you can find all my music on at Lisa Loeb. Um, you can find it on Instagram. I do post quite a bit on Instagram, Twitter. And when I say I, I mean also my team because I'm, I'm really <laughs> busy with my family, but I, I work with my team. But Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them, uh, either Lisa, at Lisa Loeb or at the official Lisa Loeb. You can find me daily on uh, 90s on 9 on at SiriusXM or on the SXM app. Just search Lisa Loeb and you can hear all these interviews with folks like Leanne Rimes, Weird Al Yankovic, the Goo Goo Dolls, all kinds of people. And then also YouTube is great. You know, my music is everywhere. I put out a record right when COVID hit and it's still a record that means a lot to me. It's an album called A Simple Trick to Happiness. And there's a video for almost every song on YouTube on my official Lisa Loeb YouTube. So if you want some songs that might resonate with you during those quiet moments, uh, where you realize, oh my gosh, what is going on in my life? Or, oh my gosh, I love my life. Yeah. Either of those things. You can find that on my YouTube channel. And I would love it if you checked out my music there. I love that. Lisa, you are a gem of a person. And I'm so happy that we got to talk to you. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. And uh, thank you so much for swinging by the Christmas thank countdown you. show. Thanks for having me. And, and I'm glad that Hallmark is being more and more inclusive, hopefully, as the years continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all for it. Thanks, Lisa. Thank All right, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, that was cool, fun. Yeah, yeah I, I'm interested to see, you know, in the chat, like, what are the, what are, what's our live studio audience? What's been their reactions uh, to, to this last guest, Lisa Loeb? I love that Emilio is scrolling through all, all of these. Welcome, Lisa. Loved her Hanukkah song. Yay. I'm so excited to see her on Hanukkah on Rye. OMG, love you. Uh, amazing. Wow. Real celebrities. I thought you guys were joking. Um, <laughs> that might be the best one. Um, LOL. What a cutie. So sweet. That's amazing. Um, this is so cool. I, I love the, the feedback that, that we're receiving from people. This is, this is cool. This just feels, I don't know. It feels like what you and I set out to do, Eric. And that's just to create this feeling of those like favorite Christmas specials that, that you have over the years and um, you know, no rush, like no, no ticking clock. Like we're just here chatting and, and doing our show, but also, you know, inviting friends to be a part of it. So this is, I'm having, I'm having a blast um, here today. Me too, buddy. Um, do you think we have time before we go into the countdown? Can I, I have a couple good memes and things I'd love to just drop in real quick. I thought you were about to say, do you think we have time to do the countdown? <laughs> 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 um i think we do all right here i'm gonna give you just a couple quick memes and things uh let's hear my theme song before i give these away memes and things memes and things it's time for eric's memes and things yes <laughs> all right so here's a couple of memes and things uh this one i saw uh on, I, I'm not going to say where it was posted because they have a bad word in their title, but um, it's just a story that's interesting. It said, and, and heartwarming, it says an elementary school bus driver asked every kid on his bus what they wanted for the holidays, and then he bought it for them. Here's a little picture you can see. It's oh like bus gosh. driver, like when they got on the school bus, he had presents for all the kids, which I think is just spectacular. Just so sweet. That's great. Um, okay. Um, this I thought, well, no, I'm going to save that one. Till the end. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> um, this is one from Kendra Alvey says, one of my four nephews just brought me wine and said, here's your Christmas juice. And now he's the one I'm leaving everything to. 
Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Which is pretty good. Um, I like this. This was sent to us, um, I think, from Jennifer Jones, who is Jennifer here right now? There she is. She's waving. I see Jennifer. Yes, yes. Uh, She sent me some options for memes and things, and so I'm going to highlight them here. One, I like this. Uh, This was from Grown and Flown. It says, tree is up. Thanks to my son. Hashtag college laundry. And it's just a stack of laundry. And then the mom just put a (laughs) star on top of it because it was so perfect, which I think is just great. Oh, my gosh. That's good. This is another one. It's just a picture of a T-Rex, and he's decorated the bottom part of the Christmas tree, but now he's looking at the star, and he says, well, crap, because he's got the tiny little T-Rex arms. Right. It's just so funny to me. I love that. That's good. Okay, this is good. You'll you'll like this one, uh, Danny. Okay. It says, Mary, exhausted, having just gotten Jesus to sleep, is approached by a young man who thinks to himself, what this girl needs is a drum solo. <laughs> oh that's good i thought that was pretty good um okay okay this is from cheesecake and crying and it says santa's cool and all but we all know mrs claus has santa's stuff all packed and the reindeer ready to go while santa spends 45 minutes pooping right before the sleigh takes off <laughs> that was good that can was i good. eric can um, i add one in yes okay please. so so i saw this just earlier today and i was going to send it to you uh but full transparency i forgot um so this was a meme that i saw a friend of mine uh from high school named sarah had posted and it is uh treetops glisten and children listen to nothing children literally don't listen to anything and it's just (laughs) like (laughs) and i said uh yeah if there were ever a time that i felt that it was this morning because just my children were listening to nothing this morning, but that's you know. pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, all right, here's another one. This is from as Isabel Hagen underscore, and it says, "This may be hard for some of you to stomach, but your love of Christmas music might actually be an undiscovered passion for jazz," which I think is true. We talked about this last season. That oh, wow. I think one of the reasons that people love Christmas music is because the old style, like big band you know, great American songbook is not dead. People think that it's dead, but it's not like right. people still love that kind of music. Um, okay. Just a couple more. This is pretty good. It says you've heard of elf on the shelf. Now get ready for cow on the plow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. This last one is not necessarily Christmas related, but it's so good that I must highlight it. It's it's okay. just, it's so good. It's uh, this person, Little Cecile 2, at Little Cecile 2, um, that she wrote a few um, Twitter posts, and I'm just going to read them to you as it progresses. Here it goes. She posted, So I'm sat in a busy cafe reading a book with a cup of tea and a pastry, and the lady sat opposite me, engrossed in her newspaper, just took a bite of my pastry will update so then people are like okay this lady like took a bite of your food and she said i've done the only thing that i could do and i've ignored that it happened and taken a spoonful myself and now she's pretending that it didn't happen this is tense and then we're each each one of these posts is like a couple minutes later and then it says she's taken another piece wtf (laughs) and then she said i'm staring at my phone like it's the only thing that exists and then she says i'm gonna take a bite again and I'm going to move it closer to me. 
And then it says, she beat me to it. She went for a double helping, and I swear she just slid the plate even closer to her side. She's not even blinking. And then a few minutes later, it says, I've just looked right into her eyes and dragged the plate back to my side. It screeched all the way across the table, and she's looking at me like I'm a disease. Send help. And then a few minutes later, she says, nobody is touching the pastry. There's about a mouthful left on the plate, and I have a bus to catch. But out of principle, I'm not going anywhere. I need to defend my pastry's honor. And then a few minutes later, she says, I'm going to have to leave soon. I'll, I'll grab the last piece as I go. I paid for it after all. <laughs> then she she says a minute after that, she says, I just grabbed the last piece, stuffing it all in my mouth and said with my mouth full, enjoy your coffee. As I picked up my newspaper to leave, and there it was, my pastry. I've been eating a complete stranger's food. I was the weirdo. Oh, my gosh. That is brilliant. How great is that? <laughs> I just thought that was, while it was not super Christmas related, it, it, it brings a good laugh. So that's a good one. That's Eric's memes and things for season two. Here we go. Well, remember, Eric, all you have to do is just put at Christmas at the end of the meme. And all of a sudden, yes. it's just at Christmas. At and Christmas. then it's a meme. Yeah, Boom, done. I love that. Oh, my gosh. That, um, that was do we have anything else we should get to before we get to our ultimate Christmas list for season two? Before we get to our ultimate Christmas countdown, you could argue that Hallmark Channel has had their own ultimate Christmas countdown all season long in the form of Countdown to Christmas, which we have absolutely loved, you know, all these movies, over 30 new, all new Christmas movies that Hallmark Channel released this season. Uh, stories about Hanukkah, stories about inclusivity, uh, stories uh, like about, you know, set in the 1950s. Like they really just ran the gamut all season long on Hallmark Channel. And the really great news is from now until the end of the year, you can go to Hallmark Channel and 24 hours a day, seven days a week until the end of the year, you're going to get to watch holiday movies. They might be holiday movies from the past. It could be some of the new ones that have come out this year. And the bonus of that is, Eric, for all those people who maybe missed their movie uh, when it aired in the, in the Fantasy League, yeah. they, they can go back and watch it. Like, this is the time to do that, Absolutely. Right? And, you know, as you said, Danny, they've Hallmark has just hit it out of the park this year with all of the films that they did. And the way that they've covered so many different genres and different stories. And, you know, I just want to say bravo to them. And, you know, let's take this moment to say a big like thank you to Hallmark for sponsoring our show this season. And we've loved working with them. We've loved talking to people from their movies and watching their movies and talking about it. And they have all those great products that they sent us, you know, the wines and the cocoa bombs. It just has been a really awesome uh, partnership working with Hallmark this season. So uh, from Danny and I, we want to say Merry Christmas and thank you so much to Hallmark Channel for, for working with us this season. And we hope that we get to do it uh, for many years to come. I couldn't agree more. And I know come December 26th, when we're in that void between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve, I'm going to be hunkered down. What did we say earlier? Nestled and nestled, nestled and nestled and nestled on my couch with my Hallmark Channel blanket watching uh, some of the great movies that they've released this year and all the years in the past. So I'd encourage you guys to do the same. And if you do, you know, take a picture of it, post it on your social media, tag us in it, tag Hallmark Channel, and we'll share some of those uh, out on our social media between, uh, you know, the December 26th and uh, December 31st, um, you know, to show, show all the people uh, all the great movies that you're enjoying this holiday season. So huge thank you to Hallmark. Um, and with that... 
I think it's time to get to the countdown. Here we go, folks. This is the last countdown of season two of the Christmas Countdown Show. And as we did last year, we're doing an ultimate Christmas list. So these are just like the things that we've talked about from this season that we're like, man, without this, you just can't have Christmas. You just you need these things. Uh, And so I'm going to start us off here at number 10. And I think this is a good one. I think this is a a good place to start. (laughs) And it is that. Sorry, I'm pulling it up here. I know what it is, but I'm just trying to make sure. Okay, here we go. My number 10 is this podcast. I have loved doing this podcast with you, Danny and Chris and Emilio and all of you that listen. You know, it really has, uh, it brings joy to my heart. It makes me feel like there is still good, hopeful, happy people in the world. And, you know, I just have loved making this season. I love that we sort of stepped up our our production value game with, you know, our set and, you know, Emilio and Chris and Danny have done amazing job with all of our social media stuff and making cool posts and stuff. So it's, I'm basically saying thank you to you guys and thank you to all the listeners. And I have just loved uh, doing season two of Christmas countdown show with you, Danny. So that's my number 10 thing that you have to have to have Christmas is Christmas countdown show podcast. Oh my gosh. Uh, That is incredibly heartwarming, Eric. I couldn't agree more. Obviously, you know, it's last year you and I were never in the same space together as people know. And you know, this year to be able to not only do this show again with you and to connect with, you know, even more members of the Christmas Countdown crew, but to be in this this space, you know, and to and to continue to create this thing that you and I love so much that was really just birthed out of a genuine love for this time of year, for it to be where it's at and for us to be so fortunate to have made so many friends, um, you know, through this. You know, I was I was thinking the other day, I, I mentioned this to Emilio. Is you know, a lot of times you and I will get these reviews that say, you feel like you're just getting to listen to two best friends just sit around and talk to each other. And yeah. I said to Emilio, I was like, I don't know if I've ever thought about this, but is Eric now one of my best friends in in the yeah. world? And yeah, man. And I said to Emilio, I was like, he is. Eric's one of my best did friends. We, did we just become best friends? You know it. <laughs> High five. Um, High five through the Zoom. Yeah, right. I just smashed my computer across the room. Um, but you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, Eric, you and I were friends when we started this show. Yeah. But we hadn't spent a lot of time together. Um, but I think we found very, very quickly how well we got along. Um, yeah. And then through that, we just wanted to hang out with each other more, and we just kept hanging out, and we kept talking, and you know, uh, it. It's and eventually. Not- Eventually, we'll golf together, Danny. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a certain level of best friend that we just haven't reached yet. But I'm confident that by season three, we will have it's reached coming. that best it's friend coming. level. I intentionally asked for a lot of golf-related stuff for Christmas this year in hopes that if I got enough gift cards, I could just say, Eric, I'm paying for it. And then you would have no excuse <laughs> anymore. Um, but yeah, man, this show is just... Um, it, it it warms my heart and is... is made the last couple years of my life um, all the brighter uh, and it's helped me navigate some some tough stuff. So I'm grateful for it. Um, and I will say that as it pertains to our top 10, my 10 is pulled directly from things we talked about this season. So I may not have those same heartwarming <laughs> things that you have, but it's going to be fun and we're going to, we're going to buckle up. Um, so number 10 for me 
is is a content page. You know, we did our top, uh, you know, favorite Christmas content pages that are out in the world. So for number number ten for me on my ultimate Christmas countdown is going to be Santa J. Claus. Um, you know, I knew that I really liked Santa J. Claus before, you know, we had him on the show. I enjoyed his content. I thought it was funny. I thought it was heartwarming. And then we got to talk to him. We got to talk to Santa here on our show and he's the real deal. You know, like you can just tell that it is nothing but joy and kindness that emanates from this spirit, you know, and I think as you and I have talked a lot about, you know, over the years is that there's a lot of cynicism in the world and it's really encouraging to see this person who is taking all this time and energy to create content that is nothing but love is nothing but joy. And I just am so appreciative that to know that an account like that, that as people are swiping through and maybe getting exposed to stuff that's not good for them to see or be exposed to, that they're stumbling upon Santa J. Claus and he's telling them, you're perfect just the way you are. I love you. You're great. Um, you know, I think it's it counteracts a lot of the negativity in the world. So I'm just grateful for people like him who pour their heart and soul out um, to make people feel seen and valued uh, in the world. So that's why my number 10 is going to be Santa J. Claus. Love that. Very strong. He may appear later on my list. Ooh. So I'm not going to say anything no else. Spoilies. No spoilies, right? <laughs> um, all right. My number nine thing, this was a tradition that we talked about when we talked Ooh. about top uh, top traditions around the world. And it was this tradition in Poland where nobody can start eating dinner until the first star in the sky is visible yes. on Christmas Eve. I don't know if they do it on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but either way, I was like, I just love that. I like that sense of like connecting to nature mm. somehow before you do the more human-y stuff of like having a big dinner around a table. Yeah. Um, so that's my number nine thing. I just thought I liked all of the traditions that we found out about, um, but I really loved that sense. And I may try to sort of incorporate that into my family. It's a little tricky here in LA because there's so much light pollution that you may never see the star <laughs> and then you're starving. So we'll have to see if we, we do that. But I, I thought that that was such a cool, cool tradition, cool idea. And uh, yeah, that's my number nine is the Polish tr tradition of not eating anything until the first star in the sky is visible. And isn't another part of that setting an additional like place at the table with like a plate and all that, that in the event, somebody is looking for a place to celebrate yeah i think that was part of it too yeah. i just i so many aspects of that tradition were so so cool and they eat like the wafer right wasn't there like a wafer involved uh as well i feel like there was like a wafer and a star i don't know it was just it was like a multi-layered tradition that i thought was so incredibly cool so i couldn't agree more uh so shout out to poland uh with that one um number nine for me is going to be a gift idea and you know i i I was thinking about this, you know, as I was putting my list together and Erica, you and I have talked about it on the show and talked a lot about it in private that I've struggled with sort of like talking about like commerce related to me, like on our podcast. Cause like, I just believe in like the spirit and like talking about other people. It's just easier for me to talk about other people. It's just like in general across the board. But, you know, I realized that I'm very proud of what we've done with the capables. Um, I'm proud of, the way that we are impacting the world. I'm proud of, um, 
this community that we've built and that these children and adults see themselves represented uh, in, in our books, you know? And so that's why I'm going to say the number nine for me is a gift idea, which is our children's book, uh, the first one in our inclusive children's book series, The Capables, and it's Ray's first day. Um, as I've shared before, this is the book that was inspired by my daughter Emerson, who was born with an upper limb difference. Um, so if you're looking for a good gift this holiday season, uh, I would encourage you to go out and buy a copy. You can get it anywhere. You get books uh, online. But um, if you reach out to us through our website, I'd be happy to sign you know any books that anyone uh, orders uh, of Ray's first day. And I just... I really, really believe wholeheartedly in you know us as parents, uh, grandparents, aunts, uncles, caregivers. We have this very real opportunity to expose our children or the kids in our lives to the fact that the world doesn't always look like them, um, that we are all different. And that's not only normal and okay, it's actually super. Um, and so I just, I think there's a unique opportunity we have to spread that message of empowerment um, to, to kids all around the world. So that's why I have it at, at number nine. I love that. And, you know, Danny, but you should never be too humble about what you're doing with the capables because it is amazing, not only for what the book series is doing for your daughter and for, you know, Emerson and for other kids that are like her, but also the fact that you had an idea and you saw it through to completion. And I know the hours and hours and hours of work that you put in with the writing and getting the right illustrator and making sure that all the drawings are exactly right. And you've just done so much work with that. And you should be extremely proud because I'm I'm proud of you, buddy. Oh, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Awesome. All right. My number eight was a quote. I love that we did the movie quotes, yeah. like quotes from movies. There were so many good ones, but the one that I have at number eight, and I don't remember if this was my number one, but I, I think it was pretty high up, but I'm putting it at number eight on this list. And it is the quote from the end of Polar Express mm. when uh, the lead narrator, Tom Hanks, says, at one time, most of my friends could hear the bell, but as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Mm. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old... The bell still rings for me as it does for all who truly believe. Mm. And I just, I just love that quote and like rethinking about it. Just, you know, I just love it. We watched Polar Express a couple nights ago okay. and it just is such a great movie. You know, there's something about the kind of quietness of the movie or something, yeah. you know, it has loud parts and, you know, exciting parts when the trains, you know, sliding all over the ice and, you know, but there's, there's a lot of quieter moments mm. in it. And we sort of put it on because my mom was trying to fall asleep on the couch <laughs> where she was sleeping when we were at this big family party. But I was like, but it's such a great film. And it's, you know, while some people get, you know, weird about the animation of the humans because it was early on in CGI, right. I just think that the sentiment of of the film is so good and so timeless and so uh that's my number eight thing for the ultimate christmas list is that quote from the end of polar express oh man so good yeah i i think that movie it keeps growing on me you know i enjoyed it when it first came out but i think you know as you get older and it makes you sort of reflect on yourself you know and where you're at in your individual journey as it pertains to christmas spirit i think to be reminded of the way we felt as kids um when we first believed in anything, you know, wh whatever you believe yourself, Santa Claus, whatever it might be. I think it's a great reminder uh, to us to, to see this season through children's eyes and see the faith and joy that they exude um, at this time of year. I think it's, it's very real and very powerful. 
Um, all right, so so number eight for me is going to be an album. You know, we talked about our top ten favorite Christmas albums. Uh, that was our first two episodes of this season were, were our albums. Uh, and for me, this is one that um, from the moment I first heard it, I was just immediately in love. Uh, you know, prior to hearing this album, I, I would say a lot like, when was the last time we had like a great Christmas album, like a classic album release that you know is just going to be around forever and you can listen from top to bottom without skipping a track. Uh, and that for me is, is the piano man at Christmas, uh, by, by Jamie Cullum. Um, and then we were so fortunate that the next year he dropped a deluxe edition or the complete edition as, as he called it, that gave us (laughs) even more Jamie Cullum, uh, Christmas music. You know, he's an artist that, as I've talked about on the show, I've enjoyed since, 2005 I think was the first time I I heard um one of his tracks and I just I think he's so creative and you know again timeless timeless you know he he really encapsulates and I wanted to talk to Lisa Loeb about this when she was on earlier is that her song light it feels like it nods to a lot of traditional sounds that you might hear in like Hanukkah songs or Jewish culture songs while also staying true to her style like it really balanced those and I feel the same way about Jamie Cullum's music. It's current, it's fresh, it's it's a slapper, it's a yeep bop banger, but it also still has that classic jazzy feel to it, um, which I know is not easy to to balance. And so that's why I'm gonna yes. gonna put it at number eight on my ultimate Christmas list. I love that, and I agree. It's so good. You've really turned me on to Jamie Cullum, and now I'm a super fan. Um, all right, my number seven is also music, and it is a song that I just was like, man. I, you know, that I'm an enormous Frank Sinatra fan. And it's not that this song is new to me in any way, but I just was like, I really love this song so much. And it's the Frank Sinatra version of Jingle Bells. I loved our Jingle Bells countdown. It was maybe one of my favorite uh, countdowns that we did this season because it forced me to sort of go down this rabbit hole of Jingle Bell versions, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, But I'm going to say at number seven for me is the Frank Sinatra. I got those J-I-N-G-L-E bells. I just love the whole thing. So that's number seven is Frank Sinatra's version of Jingle Bells. Oh, it's it's a great one. You know, it, it, I love that we did that countdown because as you were sharing, like all of a sudden you're discovering this song that you're so familiar with. And maybe it's one of those ones that if it comes up on a playlist, you might skip it because you're like jingle bells. I've heard jingle bells a million times, right. you know? Um, but yeah. then we got to discover all these new versions that I know you and I had never heard before along with the yeah. classics that really have left this indelible mark on our lives. Um, so yeah, I, I'm so glad that Frank is represented uh, on our list through that. Um, number seven for me is going to be a smell. You know, we recently did our top five sounds and our top five smells of the season uh, episode, which again, this has been so fun this season to really start thinking outside of the Christmas box as it were in terms of like themes that we can explore. Um, and, and when you think of Christmas, it's a 360 experience. It's sights, it smells, it sounds. And so for me, at number seven, it's a smell, and that is the smell of a fresh Christmas tree or a wreath. Um, yeah. It's so specific to this time of year. Like, never am I walking around in the spring and go, oh, it smells like Christmas trees. Like, that, that never happens. It's just this time of right. year, and it feels like there's like a window of time, and I don't know if you and I have uncovered what the reason is, but like, it's like all of a sudden your tree or your wreath just starts like emitting this smell 
that when you walk by it or the door closes and the wreath sort of swings by you, you've got this pocket of this most delicious smell that not only smells good now, but immediately sends this rush of feelings and visions and memories through your head of Christmas past, of like going to a family member's house or or the tree that you had up in your living room as a kid or the one that you you put on the the subway car and rode from Union Square all the way up to you know Upper Manhattan. It just like it immediately all these moments flash in front of your eyes. So that's why uh, for me that that smell is just something that that is so iconic and 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 beloved at at this time of year. I agree completely. And it's a nice segue to my number six, which is also a smell. Uh, My number six was the smell of a campfire Mm. slash leaves burning slash cold. And I really got to experience that while I was in Chicago this past week. And it really, I, as I smelled it, when I got out of a car uh, at my uncle's house, I was like, it made me think of our episode of smells because it just was like that cold, like, bit my nose where it was like oh gosh it's so cold and then the smell of somebody doing a campfire in their backyard just like wafted over me and i was like man this is the midwest this is the good (laughs) stuff man this is so good so it just made me so happy and there is something about that it's all of it combined it's not just the smell of campfire which i like and it's not just the smell of leaves burning which i like or the smell of cold it's all of it together that sense of like Ooh, man, people are home. They're doing things in their in their backyards. Yeah. They're spending time together. You can like feel that in the smell somehow. So that was my my number six is fire leaves burning smell. Mm, so delicious. I mean, I, I'm telling you tonight, I'm going to go home and I'm going to walk out into my backyard and I'm going to pray for once that my neighbors are having a party in their backyard and the fire <laughs> is crackling because I just... Love that smell. Um, all right, so number six for me, which is going to get us halfway, you know, through through this yeah. countdown. It only took us what, like three hours to get there. I I knew <laughs> I knew we would get halfway at some point. Um, all right, so number six for me, you know, we did our our top decorations um, yeah. this season, and we had Jonathan Bennett, you know, from from Hallmark Channel, yeah. uh, who joined us and shared, you know, his really really fun decorations that he loves. And if you missed that episode or you didn't catch the video, there's there's a great video of Jonathan talking about his top five favorite Christmas decorations that I know is up on our Instagram right now. So definitely check that out. Um, For me, at number six, I'm going to put something that just, like the more I thought about it, I was like, gosh, these items and the memories tied to them mean so much to me. And that is our family ornaments. Um, You know, it's, it's, you know, you get one tree, right? You know, in a lot of cases, you know, maybe you get two or three, whatever. You get, you know, uh, one wreath. You know, there's these items that are like one and they're sort of like, sometimes they're disposable where they're, you have the tree for that season, it goes away. You have the wreath for that season, it goes away. But your ornaments, it's something that keeps growing over time. And every single one is tied to a version of yourself that you were that year. The year you were obsessed with the office, uh, the year they finally released your your favorite you know football player in an ornament. Like, there's just so many things. Like it's it's a trip back through your life uh, in a way every year when you pull out those ornaments. And then if you're so fortunate, like I have been, to have your family grow, to now watch your children starting their own collection. That got it. You know, the 30 years from now, they'll do the same thing. It's really, really cool. 
uh, it's really, really cool. You know, we started this year. I, I'm so glad that we had this thought. We were at Hallmark, the Hallmark store with my family. And you know how they have like those like number, you know, 17 in the series or whatever it is where it's like the 17th one. And I was like, I was like, are there any at first in the series here? Because Riley's one right now. I was like, how cool would it be if we got her the first in the series? And then every year when she's two, she gets the second. Three, she gets the third. I love that. Yeah. And someday she'll have, when she goes out, <laughs> she'll have like 20 years of this series. It's just so, so cool. So um, I don't think I realized how much those decorations, those ornaments meant to me until I sat down and thought about it and then saw the same tradition starting with, with my kids this year. So number six for me is going to be our, uh, our family ornaments that we've collected through the years. Love that. Love that, man. You know, it's uh, I have a funny story. My mother-in-law, I think she was telling me when we were down in Florida that uh, Lisa's older brother, Trey, that he like didn't have a first ornament from like the year he was born. Hmm. And so she, she recently just ordered a like, baby's first christmas from like 1978 um and put it on the tree so that he could now from this point forward have have a baby's first oh that's great uh, i love that which is kind of funny um all right so we're to the top five here folks uh my number five is going to be and this could easily be number one really from this point forward they could all be number one uh it's going to be the sound of silent night being sung acapella on a christmas eve uh church service uh, the, we talked all about this just a few weeks ago it's just you know the song of silent night means so much to me the the feeling of uh uh you know a service of a, a group of people sort of like doing this every single year it's always the same tradition you know at some point they're going to turn off the organ and it's just acapella it's the candlelight it's that whole feeling of like if you if you had to boil down christmas into one or two moments that would definitely be one of the top ones so my number five is the sound of silent night being sung acapella in a christmas eve mass oh it's the best and we're only a couple days away from it which is I know really exciting. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I was listening back, I think, to our sounds episode. And, you know, it made me immediately go to that sound and that feeling of what it's like standing in that space. And I feel like it that has the ability to immediately get you into that mindset leading up to Christmas and you get to enjoy even more days with that, that feeling of, you know, peace and, and joy in your heart. So would encourage people to do the same. Um, so number five for me is going to be, uh, I think this was early on, uh, in our season, we did our, our top, uh, ways to prepare for the holiday season. Um, and this is one that has become increasingly more and more impactful for me, uh, over the years. It's something I take a lot of pride in, um, and that's hanging your lights early. You know, I think yeah. there's this ongoing debate over like, you got to wait until the day after Thanksgiving or, you know, you got to wait until December 1st. You know, we've talked to so many people, you and I, Eric, on the show of like, oh, I like to wait until this day. And, you know, there's never been a day where I think, oh, I got these up too early. But when Christmas comes <laughs> right. and it's time to start taking them down, I always have the feeling of, oh, my Christmas lights aren't going to be up anymore. So like, yeah. why not put them up a week earlier, you know, and, and enjoy them that much more. And, you know, there's a practical element to it as well. 
is if you get them up early and you realize you got a string of lights out or maybe a decoration isn't working like it used to. Like this year, for some reason, my light up gifts just stopped working. Well, now I'm like, well, now I got a reason to go to Lowe's and get some new decorations because I got to replace these ones that aren't working anymore. So it not only starts the spirit of the season, but it's practical. And honestly, I take a lot of pride in being a corner house that everyone drives by at night that sees this really great lit up display, but furthermore, hopefully encouraging my neighbors around me to, to get into the spirit of the season a little bit earlier. And, and when I see them all one by one starting to put their lights up, I take a lot of pride in, in seeing our neighborhood you know, come alive uh, for the holiday season. I love that. I love that. You know, one of the uh, things that I almost shared in memes and things, but I'll share it right now because it's, it's apropos. Um, it says somebody made this little post and it says, before you roll your eyes or judge the early Christmas decorators, let me tell you how dangerous the dark months can be to those with rocky mental health. Let them bring more light. Let them do what they need to do to feel something. Let them be in the here and now, seizing the moment, doing no harm to anyone. They are quite simply lighting up their darkness and creating joy where none exists. How wonderful, how wonderful from Donna Ashworth. Oh, and it's so true yeah. because it's like, you know, what What does the, these Grinches out there, these Scrooges <laughs> who get so frustrated with people like us who listen to music early and decorate early and just want to relish in the season as much as we can, are we hurting anybody? Are we harming? Are we putting any negativity into the world? No. no, we're just trying to be happy with our families and our communities and, and, you know, the people around us. So, you know, I know that I'm speaking, I'm preaching to the choir right now, <laughs> but, you know, uh, but literally we are, we are, we're doing good for the world. So I, I couldn't, I, think that was I couldn't agree choice. more. I couldn't agree more, my friend. Um, um all right, it's number four, right, for you? Yeah, number four for me. All right, this one, I'm I'm sort of slamming like four things into one, but it's they're all the same vibe. And it's going to be four songs that I was sort of unaware of before that I just now, I, I love so much. And we won't listen to all of them, but uh, there's the song The Magic of Christmas by Willow City. Mm -hmm. That's one that you definitely have to listen to. There's More the Merrier by Sarah Reeves. Mm -hmm. Just loved that one and her whole album and they're playing her that song actually on hallmark radio a lot which is cool so um that's good um the song this christmas by oh wonder very kind of soft indie kind of vibe nice. i talked about all these in our sounds episode or uh, music episode but these ones really stuck with me and then the song believe by cam i just thought that oh and one more uh 20 the song 25th by tori kelly right i got five in there I, um, Eric, but did you just see <laughs> those in the are chat? All songs Eric, you got to look in the chat. Somebody was like, what? I'm going to slam four into one <laughs> equals. I want to know what the rest of that, that comment was. Somebody said, I'm slamming four of these into one Eric's theme of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, it's so true. Oh, but you know, that's, that's why people love us. You know, it's like we, we treat it every time it happens. <laughs> We treat it like it's the first time we've ever done it. The first time I've ever done this, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all those songs I just like really connected with, and and you know I we have done a lot of music um, countdowns on the show because I think we really love music and we like Christmas music and it's a great conversation piece. But because of that and making these lists each each year, I've really kind of done a lot of deep diving into the Spotify, you know. Um, 
uh, <laughs> crypts or, you know, the, <laughs> the depths of Spotify to find like all these new Christmas songs. And those were uh, five of the ones that I really loved so much this season. So that's my number four is sort of new music and especially highlighting those five songs. Oh, so good. I also love that you said I've got four and one, but then four and one became five. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So number four for me, I'm going with the, I think this is, oh, it's my first sound uh, on this list. And we just talked about this recently. You know, we just did our, you know, sounds and smells episodes uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this sound ever since we talked about it on the show. Um, and I even got a little, you know, sort of like preview of it uh, the other night because uh, my family all got together as we shared earlier for the first night of Hanukkah, we also had all gone and looked at Christmas lights earlier that evening. And it was, we were also celebrating my, my sister's birthday. Um, and I found myself at one moment standing out in the living room, but like hearing all of my family in the kitchen, just talking and laughing. And so for me, number four is, is a sound and it's, it's the buzz of the house when family is all together. Um, it's, it's not like any one sound in particular. It's just this amalgamation of stories being shared, memories being recalled, uh, cousins laughing and running around together for the first time or or the 10th time or whatever it is. Um, there's just this sound of joy uh, in in the air. And, you know, frankly speaking, you know, it's something that we haven't been able to really experience in the way that I think we're getting to experience this year. Yeah, for the, we're experiencing it again for the, for the first time, and and I'd forgotten what it made me feel, and it's really really cool um, to be in that space and just to hear this sound that simply just means joy and love to me. Um, so that's why I'm going to put number four, the buzz of the house uh, when family is all together at the holidays. I love that. I agree completely. And in a way, my next selection is sort of uh, an offshoot of that, if you will. Okay, at least from from my perspective and my number three is not necessarily something that was in any of our countdown lists uh this season but you've talked about it that you do it at your church where you lead uh, a big group of people singing the 12 days of christmas yes. right so this uh past weekend when i was in chicago and with my uh whole extended family we sang 12 days of christmas and i was sort of the ringleader of pointing to who was up next and everything and we, out of the whole experience of this weekend, that was maybe my favorite moment. It was just everybody was in the same room. It had that buzz of, you know, everybody together in the sort of minutia, you know, and I loved when we did it, you know, each group had its own kind of, some people were really silly. Some people tried to sound really pretty. Some people <laughs> tried to not sound pretty. My, my daughter was with two of my uncles and they were two turtle doves. Oh, and each great. time it got to them, they did it in a different language, which was <laughs> very funny. Um, so it was, so my number three thing is going to be singing the 12 days of Christmas mm. with a big group of people is just so fun. It's like, everybody knows it. There's no pressure. It's just like a fun, silly thing. And and I just loved it so much. It was like sort of instantly became uh, a core memory in regards mm. to the holidays for me. Um, I think my wife posted a little video of us doing it, but I'll post it on our, our site as well. But 
you know, Miles was 12 drummers drumming and, and he was all by himself. And I just loved that when it got to him, he was like perfectly in pitch and was like <laughs> 12 drummers drumming. It was perfect. You know, so it it was just a, a great, great experience and, and really warmed my heart this season. So that's why I put it at number three, singing 12 Days of Christmas with uh, a big group of people. So great. Um, love that so much. Yeah, I, I was I was bummed that I, I missed I missed that uh, this year, unfortunately, you know, but I missed it for a good reason, the sing-along at my church, because uh, that was when Emmy had her, her first ever, you know, oh. Christmas recital uh, this year. So if I was going to miss it for anything in the world, it would that, <laughs> it that, that would be what I would choose, yeah. Um, so number three for me, I'm going to go with another sound, uh, and that's going to be one that you brought up earlier in this episode, which is the sound of the congregation singing Silent Night at, at the midnight service. Um, there is just, uh, there's a stillness in the air. There's a collective energy, um, in the air. You know, I know you've talked about this a lot, you know, throughout two seasons of our show and you brought it up with Lisa Loeb earlier about how like at the holiday season, everything sort of like slows down. Everyone gets a little bit more quiet. And I think now more than ever, just cause there's so much noise in the world, you know, all the time, um, I think us being mindful of those opportunities that we have to actually slow down, to give ourselves a break, um, to give ourselves the chance to breathe and to be present in the moment and to be with those that we love most and hold most dear, I think is one of the best gifts we can not only give to ourselves, but to those that we do love most dear. Um, so so yeah, so for me, that that moment where I just feel like the piece of the season wash over me is that is that Christmas Eve service when the congregation sing in silent night. It's just it's dark, it's calm, it's this shared sort of prayer and meditation um, with people, which is really really special. So uh, that's my number three. Love it, love it, love it. All right, my number two is a song that I didn't put in my other list of five songs in one because it deserved its own special spot <laughs> and uh because it's another new song that i had not heard before this season but i do chris if you don't mind playing a little bit of the song i don't want christmas to end by zach williams mm. uh i just loved this song and let's listen to uh, a little snippet of it uh right now
It's so good. I mean, it's it's just worth a listen. You know, if you need to pause our podcast and go listen to that whole song, it just is great. I see some people in our in our audience are getting a little emotional because it is. It's you know, it's a great song, and I think it's a sentiment that we all feel, especially as we do get super close to the technical end of the season. Um, and I guess the only thing I would say is, as we've mentioned quite a few times, especially this season, the more that we can sort of push this Christmas spirit into the rest of the year and not have it just fall in this, you know, one or two months, um, you know, and that's sort of the sentiment of the song is like, I don't want this to end this feeling of like quiet and like being with family and laughter. And, you know, that's, what's, what's so great about the season. And, you know, it is, it's sad when it's ending and, you know, we're, we're getting close to that point. So uh, I just thought that that song in particular, just really, spoke to me and uh i i just uh, agreed with it so much and i had never heard it before so that's my number two is i just don't want christmas to end by zach williams yeah oh man uh that one got me uh for sure um <laughs> just like the descriptive elements of that song and just the moments that you know thinking about packing up the tree and all those sorts of things i was like yeah i feel that i know that feeling all too well you know, and I think the beauty, you know, of us in this moment right now is as we're recording this, we still have five days until Christmas Day. And there is this magical gift that I think we are given that a lot of times we joke about like the 26th through like New Year's Eve. What do you do? You know, like it's just sort of this void, but it almost feels like that's one of the gifts that Christmas gives us is this week of nothing. You know, so I would encourage everyone to take advantage if you are, you know, one of those people whose industry shuts down or you take a week off from work or whatever it is, is Christmas gives you a gift every year and it's the gift of time. So take advantage of it. Uh, <laughs> it's like fill, fill that nothing with nothing yeah. in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't you don't need to, you know, say, oh, well, now we got some time that we can run that errand that we needed to do or like try to just really slow down. And in those, you know, four or five days after after Christmas, before New Year's, like just do nothing, do nothing with the people that you love. Yeah. And that's that's the good stuff of life. I agree. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, all right. So the next two are going to be a little. <laughs> Can't even say it. A little emotional um, for me. So, uh, surprise, 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 <laughs> friends. You know, but <laughs> it's the last episode of the season, and we're three hours in. So, anyone who's made it this far is perfectly okay uh, with, with this aspect <laughs> yes. of what we do. Um, so, number two for me is going to be. Uh, you know, we and I was. It was our last episode. We talked about our top uh, five family Christmas memories. Um, And, you know, number one for me on that list and and number two on my ultimate top 10 uh, Christmas list is, you know, is the year that we asked Santa. (sighs) I rehearsed this in the car (laughs) on the way over here because I was like, if I just say it now and I let it all come now, then when I get there, it won't happen anymore. I'll be I'll be good, you know. Um, but you're the, good, you're good. but the year that we asked, uh, Santa for a baby, man. Um, and then, you know, the, the connective sort of completion of that, 
circle of the year that we got to go back with Emerson and, and sit there with that same Santa in that same space again. Um, it's part of just the miraculous nature of life, you know? And I think sometimes Christmas has this ability to help us to believe in the miraculous again. Um, something that so often is just sort of conditioned out of us as we get older, whether we realize it or not, you know, that that's why that line in Polar Express is so great. Cause like eventually, you know, his, his sister stops hearing the bell and it's not something that happens like that. It's something that slowly and gradually happens over time. And I think if we're open to it, if we look around us, we can see miraculous things happening around us every day. And maybe that's why Christmas is so great is that it does make us slow down. And maybe the, one of the secrets of Christmas and, and the spirit of Christmas that we can carry with us year round is that like, if you just take a moment to just breathe and look around, there are miracles happening around us every single day. Um, and that's why that moment of, of thinking about asking for this thing that seems so impossible for us happening. It's like, uh, it's something I hold on to in times where I'm like, gosh, is this possible? Whatever it might be in life. And so it has to be number two. And hopefully through that, it would encourage, I'll just speak directly to anyone out there right now who has been battling with their own journey to have kids. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I've been there. Um, but there is a light and, and it's your light. Whatever that your story is going to be, there's a light at the end of that tunnel and it is so much brighter and it is so much more beautiful than you can ever write it to be. Just embrace your story, embrace your journey and, and what it is meant to be will unfold for you in, in your life. Um, but keep believing, keep having faith, believe in the miraculous because we are proof that, that it can happen. So anyway, amen. amen. Good, good stuff there. Good stuff. All right, Danny, we're to number one. This is, this is the last one of this season. Don't worry, everybody. We'll be back for season three, but this is going to sort of be the wind down time of, of season two. Um, my number one ultimate Christmas list is I'll say what it is. And then it's sort of like what it makes me feel. And it was the, the, the list that we did of making new reindeer names mm -hmm. was such a fun thing that i got to do with miles and all of you who listened to that episode got to meet miles which is awesome and you know the coming up with those names was so great the um the way that chris was able to turn you know miles's little sweet little voice into like the song of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and like, you know, Vi Vicano and St. Viking Lost <laughs> were my two favorites, you know? Yeah. And, and that whole experience of like bringing Miles to the set and like he was there that whole day and then he got to talk to Santa and he just like loved it. And, you know, my, my daughter who's 12, I love her so much. And, you know, it is this interesting thing about two kids that like the first, the first child just has, sort of more solo time with parents because the other kid's not there yet. And then when the second kid comes in, it's, you know, tricky to find those individual times that are just about them and not about, you know, the kids as a collective. 
And, you know, this past year, I feel like me and Miles have just really gotten a lot of that time of just him and me, you know, whether it's the drives to school or, you know, coming home from karate or whatever. And he, you know, I just am so proud of him. Like as a person, he had a, a really hard first grade year and, and he's at a new school and he's just so happy. And, you know, he has just blossomed as a person so much in this past year. And, um, you know, that whole day of recording with him and seeing him talk to Santa and like being so proud of the reason that we chose all of those, um, different reindeer names and the experience of doing that, of laying in bed and be like, Oh, well, what if we do this? And it just was so good. So, you know, while that memory is sort of some somewhat specific to miles, it's, you know, it's, I guess what my number one thing would be is the little things. You know, that's what I, I love most about Christmas is those little tiny moments that aren't necessarily like, all right, now everybody's opening presents or we're having a big meal. It's like the little in-between moments where you have real connection um, with the people that matter to you. So that's my my number one is Vicano and St. Vikingos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I I got to say, I know I talked about it when we recorded that episode, but just sitting here and having like a front row seat for you and your son, like creating this incredible memory together, man, was just, uh, it was a privilege. It really, really was, you know, like it was just, it's just those moments. Like you said, it's the little moments where like all of a sudden you just stop in your tracks and you go, Whoa, look at what's happening around me right now. You know, like we're, we're, we're just so wired these days to be like, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? You know? And then you just open your eyes and you look and you go, God, look at this beautiful moment happening right in front of me right now. It's, uh, it's incredible. And that's what this show, I think it's one of the greatest gifts of this show, man, is slowing down. It forces you know? us to, yeah, it forces us to think about those things. A hundred percent. Um, and, and that really connects to to my number one. And, and before I, I do that, um, you know, I just want to say that, uh, you know, this obviously is the last like official countdown episode of the season, but we are going to do an unwrapped, uh, episode as it were, where Eric and I will get back together and we'll talk about how our Christmases were and sort of rehash, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas day and getting together with family and gifts and all that sort of fun stuff. And Eric and I actually have gifts for each other that we're going to present to each other here, here in studio together. So make sure, you know, you come back, um, you know, in between Christmas and New Year's for, for that episode, which will be really, really fun. Um, and if you've made it this far and you're not following us on social media, which just sounds impossible to me, please make sure you do so. We are at Christmas Countdown Show uh, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, um, and at Xmas Pod on Twitter. You know, please come hang out with us. It's a good place to... Um, be with really good people who have good hearts. Um, and we'd love for you to be a part of that community as well. Okay. So, uh, for me, um, I don't know why I'm unlocking my phone. I already know what it is. Uh, I think it's my way of just like delaying the inevitable here. Um, you know, there was a moment you and I were sitting here early on. Uh, I think it was our, I think it was our third episode. And, we were talking about top destinations um, for for the holidays, and there was this shift that I felt happen in myself um, as you and I were sitting here talking about like where we want to go, and it was like 
I made this active decision in myself that rather than, you know, if you're in the entertainment industry, as Eric knows, and anyone else who's out there, and I think all of us are guilty of it to a certain extent, is like you're constantly thinking about where you're going next and the next step you're going to take in your career and the next great adventure you're going to have and, and the people that you're going to meet and the trip you're going to go on and all these sorts of things where it's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? And where do I want to go that I haven't been? And sometimes you forget how incredible where you're at is. And as you and I were talking in that in that episode, I realized how my favorite destination to celebrate the holidays is no longer some dreamed up place that I want to go. It's where I already am. And it just like, I remember sitting here looking at you and I was listening to you talk and I was just like something in my heart just like changed. And, and that's why number one for me in that moment and number one for me in this moment is, is just be at home with the people I love most. And that definition of home has grown so much, you know, home is at home with my wife and my kids and my folks and my siblings, but home is also here, you know, like home is this community that has grown out of this thing. And to sit here and to look at these faces who are a part of the Christmas countdown crew and to go on our Facebook and to see the way that people rally around each other. I think this show in a sense has become home for a lot of people. It's a sense of hope. I think Yeah, it's a sense of positivity, you know? And I mean, we can't really say it enough times that, you know, the world the world is hard right now it's a hard world and there's a lot of hard bad stuff in it and you know when you can find people that don't have a cynicism towards life and and joy and happiness and being silly and like you know for years before the internet we i think people were in general happier people you know like but now because of the internet and all the good that comes with it. There's also the frustration and the, and the way that it has made our world so angsty and so, you know, cynical really. And, you know, I think you're right, Danny. I think that we have, and because it happened so organically and not forced, we've found that we've, I think helped foster uh, a little foundational home for people that, are good people that <laughs> are just good people, you know, and, and it's nice to, you know, I'm saying this as I'm looking at all of your faces that are here with us recording right now. And you guys, you know, you really, you fill our hearts so much as you can tell by, by these two grown men just weeping over here. Um, but you know, we, we love that you guys have all connected to each other and that you guys talk and, and, you know, ask questions and celebrate the holidays and, you know, it is such a beautiful thing that we have sort of made for our, ourselves. And I say that we being all of us included, you know, and any of you that are listening now, and maybe those of you that have been listening for this whole season, or even as far back as season one, you know, I think what Danny and I would want to say is just keep going, 
keep the positivity, keep living in this kind of world, because you know it in your heart that this is the way to be in the world, you know, and everybody can think different things and believe different things, but goodness is, is real. And, you know, you can just feel in your heart when people have good intentions for themselves and for the people around them and their communities. And I think that Danny and I, and all of you that we have created a, a nice safe place for goodness in the world. And that we should continue to search for that and try to get it into our lives and our families' lives and our communities' lives as much as we can. And that's, that's all that we can really do in the world, you know, is try to put a little more positivity into it than negativity is there. I couldn't agree more. Eric, you and I did the exact same thing. Do you remember we were recording the finale episode season one and we just kept going Yeah. and we just kept going um, until we were like, I guess it's just time. But I guess um, it is. So that yeah. is going to wrap it up, folks. That's the end of Christmas countdown show season two. But as Danny said, there will be a mini uh, post Christmas episode, but the sort of lead up to the season. Uh, I just want to say again, a huge thank you to Chris Sisley for everything that he's done for the podcast and the editing and the games and just the support to Emilio. Thank you so much, Emilio. You've done a ton of work for this show and lots of social media content that is spectacular. Um, to all of our friends here that are here today that stayed with us for like four hours uh, in the Christmas Countdown crew, we love you guys so much. We we hope that you have a spectacularly Merry Christmas with um, whoever you're going to celebrate it with. We love you guys. Make sure you come back for season three. We will do it again, I promise. And to Danny, I love you, man. This has been a, a great season. I think we've taken a big step forward with it. So um, I think Eric... Yeah, you want to say something? Eric, right, I have one thing to Go say. On. Well, it's it's actually not necessarily heartfelt. Um, it's more, do we want to tease what might be coming no, not yet. next year? Not yet. Not yet. No? no? You're not ready no, to tease it? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Ooh, all right see, that's enough. a tease right there. <laughs> now everybody wants okay. to know more. <laughs> all right, that that was a, that's what we call in the biz a super tease. A super tease. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'll, everything Eric said, um, 100%. This is uh, this has been a really powerful experience to be to be a part of this show, and I'm just so grateful for all of you. Obviously, our, our Christmas countdown crew, the Patreon family, but I know there's there are thousands of people out there who listen to our show religiously and come back and and listen. So just know that. Even if you're not a part of the Patreon, like we appreciate you so much and the reviews you've left, the DMs, you know, the, the personal messages you've shared with us. Oh, my gosh. Um, it warms our hearts. And, and that's what what keeps us going. Honestly, you know, it, it makes us want to keep doing the show and keep doing it better and better every single every single time. So anyway, uh, I'm just going to stop talking because otherwise I'll just keep talking. <laughs> All right, folks. This is, uh, this is where we will leave you, but we hope that you will all have a great holiday season. We love all of you. May you, you and your families be safe and healthy and happy. We'll be praying for that. And as we end every episode of the Christmas Countdown Show, one final time here for season two, we're going to finish by saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We love you all. Bye-bye, everybody. Merry Christmas. Have a good season. We love you. Love you. Bye.